momento. That many welcome everybody. I'm Rich Sheldon here, live with you on Southern Sports Central. Eugene back at the studios, uh, getting it together here on a very unusual, strange Wednesday evening. It is now November 4th, it is, of course, the day after election day. And again, that's uh, one of my favorite days of the year. We get back the radio, we get back our TVs, we get back the uh, the cell phones, all the ways that they were able to reach out, touch someone. They did that. In multiple ways. My question is, are they going to continue to wish me a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and maybe send me a gift card along the way since they were so adamant that we were friends, that we were connected, that we were together? And, uh, you know, it's an amazing conversation that uh, many of you guys have had throughout the day, but we won't have that on this network. We will not talk politics on here. We will just keep it moving throughout Tonight's broadcast. It is going to be a full show indeed. Eugene will take over here in about 20 or 30 minutes. I'll step away as uh, we're in the midst of a few things. Stay tuned for some special announcements coming out of that. That being said, we will have a 630 guest, and he will only have about 15 minutes with us. And all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, Ben Moore, 24-7 sports. He is our guy to know when it comes down to recruiting and what you need to be doing to get recruited. He'll check in with us at 6.30. Then at 7 o'clock, we come back from Atlanta to Charleston to check in with the guru of Friday Night Lights, and that is, of course, David Shelton. He writes for the Post and Courier. He covers it right here on Southern Sports Central. He's, of course, over there with Phil Cornblue on Friday nights. He's with Bobby Harden, as well as other avenues of social media and outreach programs across of South Carolina. He'll talk to us about his thoughts and ins and outs of uh, what this week is going to look like. It will look a little different because, like last week, the games really, not that they don't mean anything, but they don't have any implications, if you will. There will not be an adjustment on a playoff game. There will not be a conversation on, well, if you win this game, this happens. 
other than the factor if it's a rival game. And there's a few of those going on throughout. However, in the Grand Strand and maybe a few places around the great state of South Carolina, there will be some implications. North Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach, they will square off Friday night under those lights, and we will find out who is that region champion. Now, Myrtle Beach comes in already with one notch on the belt with a loss against Hartsville. Then, excuse me, that's Wilton. But then if you look at North Myrtle Beach and, of course, uh, Chase, the big man over there, defensive end, who may join us in hour number three, along with a Myrtle Beach player or two as well, may be dropping by after practice, all on the line. Not just for, of course, another win in the books, a region game in tow, but the region championship is on the line. Bragging rights on the Grand Strand on the line, and many more of those conversations to come up, I'm sure, through that game is finally said and done. And I think there's still a few more, not many more, but a few more games that they're going to have to play out so that they can get the at-large games figured out and they can get some of these other games in conversation and get them done and in the books. Now, that being said, I'll be over with the Fort Dorchester Patriots. Our Patriots are going to be taking on Berkeley and the Stags. They took a tough loss against Somerville last week. But they'll be bringing in a very good, very aggressive, I can tell you, high-flying, powerful running game of Fort Dorchester, the number one offense in the state. We'll head over to the Stags. We'll see if that defense can handle it. And then they also, by the way, the Fort's got a solid defense. We'll talk about that possibly throughout tonight. But don't worry, Berkeley's going to be known, as they always are, for some great speed around the ball, good quarterback play with Mr. Trey Miner, see what he can put together. And uh, we'll, of course, uh, cover that one over there on FD Sports. You can follow us over at fdsports.com to watch the game live on Friday night with pregame at 7.20 and kickoff at 7.30. Other games around the low country, one of the ones that we'll keep an eye on also is still in 5A football, and that is Somerville and Goose Creek. Now, the Creek did find a way to win on the road at Ashley Ridge, and it was senior night for the Swamp Foxes, who almost came back and won that game. Now, that's after after Goose Creek took a tough loss against Stratford the week before. They almost dropped another one as they're heading into the playoffs, the region champion, and we'll be hosting Carolina Forest in week one of the playoffs. But tomorrow night, excuse me, Friday night, they will be checking in Somerville, the green wave with only a couple of losses, one in region play, one outside of region play. They also took a loss against Stratford. But this, my friends, is a little different team than they were in week one. Looked pretty good getting better throughout each week. They'll get in and see if they can't ride their wave into victory lane when it's all said and done. Now, I can tell you Goose Creek's another great team with a lot of speed. They've got quarterbacks and running backs and guys all around that can do some things. The Colby Shirey and the Wave, we'll see what they can put together here in the low country. I know up in the upstate there's some conversations happening across many of those other games. David Shelton, like I said, he'll check in at 7. We'll talk a little bit about that with him and uh, kind of get some feed in from his program. And then, oh, boy, do we head up to the beach, to my backyard, where I grew up, up in Myrtle Beach, to uh, – well, the Grand Strand. And who's that young man we're going to get back in here? You saw him a couple weeks ago taking one from ladders to table as he was dressed up. It looked like it looked just like the Eagle from uh, Charleston Southern. After they beat Charleston Southern, he dressed up like that Eagle mascot. He was taking on a wrestling match where it looked like John Cena and uh, Stone Cold. And Stone Cold comes off the top of the uh, ladders and drops one and breaks the table, and that is Colton Korn, who is the coordinator of player personnel with the Coastal Carolina 
Shauna Clears. Now, the Shauna Clears are, by the way, undefeated, and they are number 15 in the country. And another thing that they are is showing a lot of love to our guys here in the Palmetto State. So we're going to catch up with the Shauna Clears at 730. And then at 8 o'clock, we're going to open up the air. We're going to open up the lines, and we're going to invite players from 8 to 9 to call in and just check in. Call in and say hello if you're a player, if you're a parent, if you're a coach. Just kind of an opportunity for you to kind of say something as we head into the final week of our regular season in the South Carolina High School League. You can call us at all times at 1-323-784-9681. Again, I'm Rich here. I'm going to get to bring in here now Eugene Benton. Don't forget to follow us over there at Southern Sports Central on Twitter. That's S O. Sports Central, and then of course you can hang out with us on Facebook, and that's Southern Sports Central as well. Eugene, good afternoon, my friend. We've set up a very impressive show. Looking forward to a lot of players to call between eight and nine. But prior to that, boy, have we gassed up the bus and we're dropping it off in Atlanta first. You know, Doug, man, I'm ready. To, uh, I'm excited to hear what Ben's going to say in Atlanta, man. I know uh, he does a lot of stuff with Georgia State, and man, uh, you know the guest that follows him. <laughs> You know, two spots after is uh, riding high while Ben's crew over in Atlanta was riding low on on Saturday. Man, that was a thump into fifty-one to nothing. But, oof! I mean, I, I know that uh, those guys over at uh, Georgia State are, from what I, my understanding is, they're kind of young, and we can you know talk to him about that, and he can tell us you know what's going on and what they see you know uh, around the program, and and maybe if they are young, you know some some stuff for to look for in the future. I know they've had. You know, some quarterback health issues and, and other things like that. But, man, Coastal is rolling, like you said, and it's awesome to have Coach Corn on. And, you know, we've had such a great relationship with those guys. You and I could send out a message, and uh, usually one of the Corn brothers or, or somebody on staff gets back to us. And, um, you know, Coach Corn is, is so awesome to come on and give uh, not only just us some time, but for the listeners too. Every time he comes on, you know, he talks about, you know, what he does over at the program, uh, some about some of the other coaches that does things with the program that you know, are of interest, especially to some of the ballers that tune in uh, every Monday and Wednesday to listen to our guests. And every time we have him on, you know, the uh, the phone lines either light up or, or the, the listener buttons uh, go, you know, the, the gauges go really high. So we're blessed to have him on. And, of course, Big Dave Shelton uh, here in the low country, a guy that does what we do in a sense. Uh, you know, he's always covered high school sports, and I know he's covered more than that for the Post and Courier, uh, but in a sense, you know, he's kind of the eyes and ears in, in the low country sports and runs around from school to school trying to get to these uh, these athletes and, and kind of give them a platform and write about them and talk about them and, and give them a chance to, you know, uh, speak about themselves. And so uh, we're always grateful to have him on as well. I know we're trying to put out uh, put together a kind of an award show kind of thing with him and um, really excited to have him on as well. I'd say eight to nine. We just tweeted out the phone lines will be open. Uh, players, coach, parents, uh, fans, uh, let's call and talk. I mean, we've been in, we didn't think we'd have football. We've had football for a good six, seven weeks. Depends on you know, whether you're in the skis or a public school league. Maybe you don't have all seven games. Maybe you've had some, but you know we've had football. So uh, you know, let's let's open the lines up and talk about it. I'm always interested because you never know who's going to light up that phone and. Uh, what wonderful person uh, around the state or beyond that you can run into and, and get to meet here on the show. Yeah, I agree with you, Eugene. And again, always a pleasure to get in here and talk football with you and, and just kind of do what we do. This is what we do. This is what we're about. 
And uh, when we get a chance to give some love to some of our guys, we really enjoy it. Who is our guys? It's the guys around the great state of South Carolina and the ballers that continue to ball out and show out. One of those guys is Antonio Tone Games. He is a big-time 3.0 grade point average, 6'4", 310-pound young man who is over there at Ridgeview High School. He uh, has uh, recently gotten an offer from uh, the school that's going to be hanging out with us at 730, and that is Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Uh, Big Tone will be jumping in here, hopefully, with us between 8 and 9. If it works out, again, these guys are still getting ready for Friday Night Lights. It may not be a game that's going to be really directly affecting their playoff status, but it's definitely going to get them ready for the playoffs, if that makes any sense. So we'll see how this uh, works out. But hopefully he jumps in with us. Uh, Of course, we talked about a few other guys that may be jumping in here with us. We could see Chase Simmons, see what he's got going on, Keltron Bessett. Now, that young man is a defensive back and a running back for the Seahawks. They will be playing, like I mentioned, North Myrtle Beach for all the marbles. So that means they're going to be playing for not only a W and a region, but for the region. So that could be a very impressive uh, conversation coming out. Who knows who drops by with us throughout. We could hear from Greg Porter. He's the head coach of Greenville. Could hear from his big guy that we've reached out and said, hey, look, if you got time, come on in. If not, we understand uh, that you're busy. Again, we will work around the schedules. Uh, we are looking, again, like Eugene said, to have a showcase um, special, if you will, on uh, recognizing some of our young athletes doing big things. And, uh, again, that will uh, be next week. And uh, we're going to keep our first two guests on uh, next week. But uh, we will continue to make sure that what we do is we adjust it so that we can have these athletes check in with us on the show. So it's going to be a great show tonight. Got a lot to cover, man. It's hard to believe that we are looking close to, you know, Thanksgiving. This is a year that we have so much to be thankful for. For you high school ballers, you better make sure you thank the big man above for football because at one point this was not a conversation, not even an opportunity we thought we'd be talking about. I'm thankful for that as long. Uh, we're just having so much. I, I got to say this. Eugene, I haven't seen quite as many injuries coming out this year as we have in the past. You know, in the past, we, we've seen a little bit more, it seems like, come across the board. Now, I know you guys saw one as you were covering that Oceanside game on Friday night, but you mentioned that young man is doing well. That's great news. But it just seems like this year, not as many injuries coming across the high school level, even though you've seen some in others. But for high school-wise, I just don't see hamstring issues and a few other issues that have uh, kind of lingered, if you will. Yeah, we've seen a couple um, of injuries, but, you know, from actually playing the game, not something that you would see. And one was a kid just kind of knee buckled under him as he was running out of bounds. It was kind of a weird thing that, um, you know, wasn't related to some of the other things you would see. And you're right. I think, you know, now that you mention it, I can only remember about two cramps all year. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and the Brown Matthews, uh, injury, uh, just, he, he's, he's doing great. I just talked to him and his mom, uh, probably about an hour or so ago. Um, but, uh, you know, it, you're just not seeing, thankfully, knock on wood, as we always say, uh, you know, we didn't see any of the heat exhaustion, uh, uh, deaths or injuries this year. Um, obviously, you know, we started playing a little late climate seemed to be a little bit different this year, uh, as well. Right. And that was one of the things yeah. that we are yeah. talking about. You know, it seemed like a little better maybe to start later in the season. 
Well, you know, wonder if that's going to take place. I, I do hope. I do hope that what we've done in some of these transitions is that maybe we go back and look at, okay, well, this worked better than it did before. You know, again, I, I wasn't against playing football in the spring. I was about looking at the positive part of playing in the spring, right? I wasn't saying that it can't be done or it shouldn't be done. I'm just a guy that say, look, we can focus on a lot of things, but let's focus on the positive things that comes out of each situation. Again, I'm, I'm all about playing in the fall. I like the fall. But I love the factor of the possibility to going back to playing this a little bit later. If you still want to keep the 10 games, I guess I get it. If you still want to keep, you know, some of the other stuff, I get it. But let us start a little later. A, for heat exhaustion. B, it gives an opportunity. And I'm talking school starting later as well. This gives these guys an opportunity for them to do what? To start later, after Labor Day. Then all of a sudden you get these guys, these head coaches, being able to do something that they used to do and that is going to camp. That's taking them out of their confines of their neighborhoods and their streets and the towns and taking them to North Carolina or taking them to Florida or taking them somewhere outside. We'll wait and see. Eugene, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to let you come back, and when you do, you'll have the show for quite a while, and then I'll, of course, uh, jump in with you here in just a few, buddy. But I do appreciate you. For you guys, uh, enjoy the show. I'll be back with them in just a few. Eugene, back to you, bud. All right, thank. Uh, I know you got something to take care of, real quick, buddy. We'll uh, let you get that done and uh, join back up with you. Uh, probably it's about the time that uh, Ben Moore joins us, he'll be joining us uh, right at the top of the hour. Uh, excuse me, no, about uh, the six thirty. So after we go to the six thirty break, we'll have Ben Moore join us from Atlanta uh, to talk to us about Georgia State, some recruiting stuff, uh, what they do at twenty four seven Sports. I know a bunch of guys with the Elite eighty eight got some of their pro- profiles set up. Uh, this week that's pretty exciting I know a lot of guys look forward to you know these uh with 24-7 and you know seeing some stars pop up by their name and and kind of getting on those recruiting boards and things like that and uh because you know for the guys that don't know the 24-7 is kind of that national recruiting service that does the rankings of uh the top athletes from around the nation so you know it's not necessarily you know your your hometown writer uh saying that you're the best at whatever it's uh these guys have you uh, pitted up and, and ranked against the guys, top guys in the nation. But what we'll do right now is we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, uh, we'll go through some uh, college games. Actually, and it's funny because I tweeted earlier that to Ben that I checked the schedule and we didn't have any football tonight. That is not true. The match is kicking off, and they just kicked off one game. Uh, Buffalo and uh, looks like Ohio will be playing at seven o'clock. Uh, one of those they'll be on ESPN and ESPN two. Um, but what we'll do right again right now is uh, we'll take a quick break, and um, when we come back, uh, we'll go ahead and go over these uh, college uh, matchups for this Saturday. Three claps. We're ready tonight. Three claps. Three claps. Three claps. 27 years ago, I sat in this locker room just like you guys on a knee getting ready to play a game. I walked down the locker room, it still smells the same. It takes you back real quick. One of the things that caught me was how fast 27 years goes by. There's so many people that live vicariously through you. I would give anything tonight to jump in one of these uniforms with you guys. To do something I never had an opportunity to do. My father never saw me play. 
You play for your father tonight. That feeling goes away. It goes away, and it doesn't come every Friday night. It comes when you get married. It comes when your child's born. So you get it, but you just don't get it every Friday night. You're going to miss that more than anything in the world. All right, we're back at 621, so we have about nine minutes until Ben Moore can jump in here with us. But uh, as earlier I was saying, there was no football when I was tweeting and messing with uh, Ben about some nachos and and told him I checked the schedules, no football tonight. Uh, as I said, I was incorrect. The MAC, that's right, the MAC is back. Eastern Michigan is playing Kent State. Uh, they kicked off at 6 p.m. Uh, the Zips, Akron Zips, playing Western Michigan, 6 p.m. on ESPN3. Buffalo, as I said, has a game against Northern Illinois. The Salukis are playing at 7 p.m. Uh, Ohio, uh, the Bobcats are taking on Central Michigan at 7 on ESPN. Ball State and Miami of Ohio at 7 o'clock. Bowling Green and to, at Toledo is at 8 p.m. So there is some football tonight. So uh, if you're want, if uh, you done with us at 9 o'clock, flip on over. You can catch the second half of some of those great games uh, in the MAC. You know, MAC is kind of like one of those sun belt, which we call the fun belt. The MAC has produced a lot of players, though. Again, you know, there's been some several quarterbacks that go into the league. <clears throat> um you know, as well as some defensive players. Of course, the Zips have a very good defensive lineman who played many, many years as a Hall of Famer with the Dolphins. Um, I believe it was Miami of Ohio or Ohio Bobcats. Someone had to correct me if I'm wrong. That produced uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, let's see, Thursday night, we got Utah State at Nevada. Now, those guys are playing pretty early in the day for them. It says 7 p.m. Eastern, so that's about 5 o'clock their time. Wyoming and Colorado State at 9. Those are on FS1 and CBS uh, networks. Uh, Friday night, this is kind of interesting, that Miami, University of U, number 11 ranked on a Friday night playing at NC State at 730. That one's going to be uh, on ESPN. San Jose State's taking on San Diego State at 9. And then number 9, BYU, at number 21, Boise State at 945 p.m. Uh, just like Rich and I were talking on the show uh, over on Monday was, you know, we're not so big into the quality of football. And sometimes we tease those guys out West um, just because, you know, since we've had the playoff, the 14 playoff, and uh, it just hadn't seen but that one time when Washington played and Alabama beat the brakes off of them. Other than that, you know, just you haven't seen those teams make the final four. And so, that, you know, I think a lot of the writers and people when they're evaluating teams and, and doing the rankings have certainly dropped them down. But the one thing we said was, you know what, even after a long day Saturday, if you're covering games and, and little league games or if you're going here, there, and everywhere and get home, it's late at night, you can still turn on the television and watch football until about 1 in the morning. So hats off for the West Coast. Uh, we love you. We love you for keeping us up late at night and giving us some football when nothing else is on, uh, again, number nine, BYU at Boise State. That's 9.45 kickoff on Friday night. Moving on to Saturday, we got Air Force at Army. So that's one of those uh, Commander's Cups game. That's at 11.30. That's number 23, Michigan. At number 13, Indiana. This is probably the first time and gosh knows, maybe even forever, that Indiana was ranked 10 spots ahead of Michigan in the poll. They'll be kicking off in Indiana. Uh, at noon. Uh, number 18, Southern Methodist is at Temple at noon. Uh, Arizona State's at number 20, USC at noon. Boy, that's going to be interesting. If that's noon ES, 
East, yep, it says it's noon Eastern. Those guys are going to be playing at 9 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I don't know uh, what football, what uh, member of the football gods you tick off to have to do that, but, you know, no one's played 9 o'clock games since they were in uh, Pee Wee football. All right, moving on. West Virginia is at number 22, Texas at noon. I don't know how 20, uh, Texas is ranked at all, much less 22. Um, that game is, yes, at Duke, Red, uh there are Royal Stadium, so that is in Texas. Uh, number 25, Liberty. Welcome to the top 25. Coach Freeze and the Flames at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech better not be sleeping because Liberty's already gone up to Syracuse and put a beat down on those guys at the, uh, inside the Carrier Dome. South Florida, the Bulls are taking on Memphis at noon. Tulane's at East Carolina at noon. Tulsa is at Navy at noon. North Carolina is down Tobacco Road at Duke at 12 p.m. Louisiana Monroe takes on Georgia State. Those guys at Georgia State's going to be, uh, they got to be reeling after losing 51 to nothing. That, uh, and and we get it. We know Coastal's a pretty good, talented team. They got great coaching staff, but man, are they rolling and hot? Uh, but 51 to nothing over uh, Georgia State. That's a heck of a beatdown. Uh, Nebraska's at Northwestern at noon. Michigan State at Iowa. That one's also at noon. Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, no, excuse me, Arkansas State at Louisiana. That one's at noon. So the Raging Cages are going to be taking on the Wolves, and that will close out the noon time spot. There's um, part of the fun belt there, so it's really hard to give you any predictions on those games. There's fun belts, except for the fact that, uh, as we saw, Louisiana was ranked early in the season, and, of course, um, it was the first top 25 victory in Coastal Carolina's history. Uh, they went into, uh, I believe it's Monroe, Louisiana, and knocked off those guys up, Lafayette. All right, moving on to the later games. we got a 1 p.m. game. we got Troy uh, taking on Georgia Southern. Moving on to the ACC at, at 2 p.m., we got Boston College at Syracuse. UMass is taking on number 16-ranked Marshall at 2.30. North Alabama is at Southern Miss at 3. App State taking on Texas State, three. Number eight, Florida against number five, Georgia. 3.30 p.m. CBS. Uh, I don't know how much of an outdoor or world's largest cocktail party with COVID going on in uh, Duval County that this will be, but uh, I'm sure the people down in Florida and Georgia will find a way to to partake in some beverages and and, uh, get ready to watch their team play, whether it be on television or live. Um, my understanding was that they were going to have about 20% capacity. I'm going to guess uh, that the Jaguar Stadium holds something around probably about 75,000 people. So you're looking anywhere from 15 to 20,000 folks, just give or take a few thousand. Um, moving on, we got Houston at number six, Cincinnati at uh, 3:30 on ABC. Welcome to the Big Time Program, Cincinnati. Those guys have one of the best defenses in the nation. Uh, you, you just don't score them. Uh, they are holding the line as, as far as it goes for defense, uh, scoring some big-time points, and in other games that, you know, they're doing just to, just enough. Uh, Kansas takes on number 19, Oklahoma, at 3.30. Uh, UTSA takes on Rice at 3.30. Charlotte, the 49ers, are over at Middle Tennessee State, so they're going to jump on. I'm guessing it's about uh, a little over the mountains there and a little north of Yep, they're going to be at Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. So, yes, they are going to be in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. 
Maryland is at Penn State. Who would have thought Penn State would be 0-2 right now? That one's on the Big Ten Network at 3.30. Minnesota is taking taking on Illinois at 3.30, also on the Big Ten Network. Vanderbilt is at Mississippi State. That one is at 3.30 p.m., and that one is going to be on the SEC Network. So we're going to keep on going here. Texas Tech is at TCU, the Horn Frogs, at 3.30 p.m. That one's on Fox Sports Network. Fresno State, it will be at uh, UNLV at 3.30 p.m. Arizona is going to be taking on Utah at Utah at 3.30 p.m. on ESPN2. Number 14, Oklahoma State will be at Kansas State at 4 p.m. on Fox. Pittsburgh will be taking on Florida State. They're going to be at Florida State at 4 p.m. Western Kentucky is at Florida Atlantic at 6. Number 7, Texas A&M is going to be in Columbia, South Carolina, to take on the Gamecocks at 7 p.m. Baylor will be at number 17, Iowa State, 7 p.m. on Fox Sports Network. Louisiana Tech will be at North Texas, UCLA. Back to the uh, Pac-12 there, taking on Colorado. Number one, Clemson will be at number four, Notre Dame. And Rutgers will be at number three, Ohio State. Uh, Stanford's going to be on the road at 730 against Oregon. Uh, And then we'll uh, close this out with the last one, of course, the Shanta Clears, as you'll hear about in just a little bit. Uh, They will be be hosting South Alabama at 8 o'clock. So I'll tell you what we're going to do right now, because I know my man's got Lots of things to do, and he's got to hit the road here shortly. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in Ben Moore and uh, get the party started with the 630 lineup. How's it going, Ben? Everything's good, man. hope you're doing doing well. I am doing well, man. I tell you, it's uh, it's interesting. So we have a bit of football here in the state of South Carolina on Friday night. Uh, there are a couple games that matter, uh, just none of them in the low country. Uh, you know, there's the, there's the Myrtle Beach and North Myrtle Beach. That game certainly matters. Uh, but if you look at the state of South Carolina and you draw a line and you just cut across the state just right under Columbia, I mean, if you just draw a line right under Highway 20, and maybe that's what it is, has something to do with Highway 20. Uh, we just haven't had, other than one school down in Beaufort, we haven't had the COVID cancellations. We haven't had the rescheduling and shuffling and scheduling. Uh, of schedules like you've seen in the upstate. So for the most part, the schools in the lower part of the state, you know, Friday night is just kind of uh, some fun games, so to speak, that you certainly want to win and some pretty cool matchups, but nothing as, that affects the, you know, playoff brackets or, or the, uh, you know, run to the state title. Yeah, that's that's a tough part, man. You know, week to week and almost seemingly, you know, uh, almost seems like day to day you're wondering. I was sitting – uh, in a guy's office today who's a, who's a coach at North Cobb High School just uh, west of Atlanta. And uh, it, it was interesting because, you know, they, they have a situation where they have had games canceled um, and they look at it and they, you know, they're, they're having a pretty good season right now. I think six and a one uh, in, in 7A, the largest division in, in Metro in, in the state of Georgia and uh, ranked, I think, in the top 10. And they're out there looking, kind of scrambling for games. And, and this guy's son actually plays on the ninth grade team. And if you can believe it, they're scheduling games basically. They're playing Thursday night and Monday night consecutive weeks in a row. So they'll be playing four games in two weeks to basically make up games. And I look at him and I asked him, I said, these are ninth grade bodies, man. This is, uh, this is high contact football. 
Um, how, how exactly does that work? And he's a, he's going to be a very talented offensive lineman uh, already, at about six two and about two hundred seventy pounds. But you know, I think every school is going through right now. I mean, you have games. I mean, I've seen it on my timeline where uh, where teams all over the southeast are, are out there saying, "Hey, we lost the game. Can we get one?" And uh, you know, things would be kind of being brokered that way. So uh, it's it's just a wild time, and, and I think uh, folks just obviously trying to get as many games as they possibly can, and and uh, hopefully make it to the end of the season. Yeah, we're actually um, one of the guys, and you'll meet the quarterback if you haven't already, uh, that's in the Junior Elite 88. I know you're doing some of those profiles. Uh, he's the quarterback up there at Broome High School, which is in that northern, western part of the state. Uh, beginning as of, I think it was last Wednesday, they had four, they had four games in 13 days. <laughs> Before that, they had played one game in five weeks. And so, you know, I really feel bad for these guys that, that do fits and starts. And, you know, I don't want to say take anything away from, you know, the, uh, being empathetic for the guys that just haven't gotten to play all year um, because having some football is definitely better than none. But it's just, man, to no feel it's a start uh, and then have to take four weeks off and then play four games in 30 days, that's pretty rough. But um, I'll uh, give something I just mentioned with the um, Elite 88. Now, I know you are – work for 24-7 sports uh, and, and we saw some things like you put together some profiles to some of the guys listening that still don't have those done, uh, maybe you can kind of give them an idea of what that profile is, uh, what it's used for, and why it's a good thing or a great thing actually is what I've been trying to tell guys to have that 24-7 profile. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, you know, a lot of times too when, when college coaches go, the first thing they're going to do is, is just throw that into their phone, into the, in a, you know, into the, you know, Google or, or Bing or whatever their search engine. And the best thing about 24/7 Sports ultimately is it just gives it some credibility. You know, it's a national database. Uh, you know, we're we're a partner with CBS Sports Interactive. Um, it, it's a uh, it's a national and, and truly, you know, that's that's kind of where we were built. Um, you know, when Shannon Terry is uh, one of the guys who started Rivals.com and uh, helped basically build 24/7. Uh, back in the uh, the towards uh, 2000 aunt and said, hey, I want to do it one more time. And he has, uh, I think, uh, just recently uh, retired from uh, from 24/7 uh, early part of this year. Uh, but but you know, more than anything else, it just gives folks a, a one-stop shop. You can put film there, you can put pictures, um, you know, all the information uh, up to date, height, weight, things like that, interest, uh, what colleges you're speaking with, offers. And I can tell you, uh, it's one of these things where coaches do look at it. They look and see who, who you're being recruited by. Um, that's why I always tell kids to be truthful with your offers. Um, you know, knowing what the difference between interest and offer means. You know, some coaches are out there keeping kids warm. Um, you know, just trying to keep them active, especially right now in this cycle where you don't know how many kids are you're going to have come back with all the seniors uh, potentially eligible to come back in 2021. So um, that all that information is important. Uh, any game film, and uh, I, I will tell you, as I've told told many, many folks, uh, reach out, come find me on Twitter. Uh, I, I do follow you back. Uh, if I don't follow you back right away, I assure you I will get to you. Um, and just, you know, even if you want to send me a tweet and say, hey, you know, you mind following me back, that's completely fine. Send me a message. I've talked to college coaches, high school coaches all around the country, um, you know, folks who, who understand the power uh, of networking. And, you know, I, I have co- conversations with college coaches, whether it be you know FBS, uh, FCS, Division Two, II, Division Three, have a network of, of that. Just have met fine folks all all around the Southeast and even on you know honestly beyond 
even up into the Midwest, who reach out and say, hey, I'm looking for a DB. Hey, I'm looking for a defensive lineman. Hey, I'm looking for a couple outside backers. You know, what what do you have? What have you seen? Have you had anybody reach out? Um, and I do look at the film. You know, I do take a look at guys. Um, you know, I, I am not a national analyst for 24-7. Uh, I, I primarily work in this. So, uh, you know, save those tweets of, hey, you know, I should be rated higher than this guy and that guy. Uh, but we do have a say. You know, we we, uh, we do have, and that's the one thing I will give 24-7 a ton of credit about. You know, we, we'll argue about it. You know, we'll say, hey, that kid should be this or that kid should be that. Or, hey, I watched this kid's film and, and you know, hey, he gained, you know, 15 pounds. He should be, you know, bigger and badder. I saw some senior tape. I've seen the first three games this season, et cetera. So um, it, it is it is a, you know, a round ten. We do submit those ratings to our national guys pretty much on a monthly basis, and they try to update them as much as they have information. Um, you know, guys sometimes obviously, you know, regress during their senior year. We don't really know how to, you know, judge them and, and, and know that way. But I know that that monthly, you know, ranking recap, uh, you know, it is valuable because, um, you know, while a lot of folks and, and pundits have said nationally the stars don't matter, uh, that there is some validity to the statement, but ultimately it's a predictor of what, we believe they will be at the next level and then even moving forward. The five-star guys, you know, you're going to see them more often than not hit. The four-stars, they're likely to be All-Americans or All-Conference. The three-star guys, and a lot of people, you know, I've talked to kids over the last really 10 years who, who get their feelings hurt by, hey, I'm a three-star, not a four-star. A three-star is a very, very good football player. Um, you know, I, I can just tell you in the state of Georgia, there was 100 three-star prospects last season, for example, last recruiting cycle. Um, and if you just look at, at, at tens of thousands of football players that are in the state of Georgia uh, in all classifications, only 100 get that cut of a, of a three-star designation. So um, it, it is something we take very seriously. But more than anything else, for the, for the kids that have profiles, you know, there's, there's something called an aggregation when it comes to the Internet. Um, you know, basically the more links that are attached to your profile, that means you go up to the top of the list. So as soon as they pump your, uh, your name in there or your high school in there, you're going to populate to the top of the list, and coaches will be able to find you. So, Super Seven is, is uh, you know, done a lot of work on the back end by the technical mumbo jumbo. You may not know unless you're, a, you know, an information technology person. Um, you know that that thing where it ultimately can help these kids out, get them on on the internet, and um, you know, get get all their all their highlights and their the information all in one place. Now, uh, so you said you guys will, or not you personally, but you guys do evaluate some of them and since the national level. Uh, guys, uh, earlier when we had posted out about you coming on, I saw that you had done uh, a, a set of profiles for two specialists. Do you guys do those as well, or is that some other uh, type person that does specialists 24 7? Uh, I was just looking through it and I don't see a lot of them listed, you know, as opposed to like running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. We we do you know it it, it is a little, little little tougher um, truthfully because a lot of the film is very similar you're not going to see I, mean, you're, it, I almost go back to almost like how the from the offensive line side of things where you know your offensive line is very tough to judge because you you may have a kid who's going to be physically dominant um, you know and, and you're looking at okay competition level the same thing with kicking you know if you have a kid who has a you know super powerful leg um, a lot of times you're going to lean on in-person evaluation. Well, certainly we know COVID, you can't really do that as much. So a lot of times our, our national guys will reach out to, you know, to their and, and talk to folks who, you know, are involved in the kicking camps and have seen kids as this kid versus that kid, how they perform and things like that. Uh, it's the same thing. We, you know, I, I had 
Last year I had two long snappers that I that I asked to get rated, and both of them were. So um, it, it's you know those those things have continued to progress as the network has gotten stronger. You've got analysts uh, who have kicked, and you know people who, who have kicked. And, and I tell people uh, I've never kicked a football in my life, so I go and I ask other people and, and see what their what their film and get their evaluation of them, and and try to be as honest as I can just to let folks know. And uh, we also know during this time. Um, you know, even under normal circumstances, let's be honest, there's a lot of programs that don't don't believe necessarily in spending a scholarship on a, on a specialist, a kicker, a punter. So it, it even makes it that much more to make sure all the films up to date, the height, the weight, the size, uh, just to make sure you're putting everything on film out there, um, getting it out there so folks can can find you easily searchable. So I know you only have a few more minutes to uh, share with us, but uh, we'll go back to uh, Saturday. I know uh, you do a lot of work with Georgia State, cover them uh, as well. Uh, did you see the buzz saw? I mean, we know that Coastal Carolina is good, but did you uh, see a 51 to nothing game? No, no and, I, and truthfully, I don't think anybody in that building did, uh, even if you probably talked to the Coastal Carolina uh, coaches in a room of truth. Uh, they didn't see it. Um, I think it was a combination of a, of a bunch of different factors coming in. Uh, Coastal certainly was was clicking on all cylinders, offense, defense, and special teams. And uh, you know, unfortunately, the Georgia State came out just flat. Uh, you know, Coach Elliott mentioned it in his press conference from the very first series. Guys lining up wrong, uh, just not really weren't mentally ready to play. Um, and, and I think that. You know, Coastal just jumped them and, and, and just kept kept you know throttling down and, and credit to Coach Chadwell and that staff. Uh, for just not just, I mean, the game was basically over at halftime. And, um, you know, Coach Elliott, you know, and I've uh, you know, basically talked on Monday and said, you know, it just was beyond frustrating and quite honestly embarrassing uh, for his program, what he's trying to build right there. And uh, Coastal continues to have their magical season. And I'm um, certainly looking forward to seeing what Georgia State bounces back uh, this weekend, hosting, uh, going from an undefeated uh, team visiting uh, downtown Atlanta to the winless Louisiana uh, Monroe Warhawks. So, uh, it should be a get-right game for the Panthers, and uh, some, you know, bang out a lot of those mistakes that they made last Saturday. Yeah, and, and Rich and I were, you know, kind of looking. We know there have been some issues, uh, health issues, especially like, for example, the quarterback position and things like that. Uh, is Georgia State a young team? Is it kind of a an issue of, uh, you know, kind of the. Um, the roster issues, maybe some health issues, because let's face it, last year, you know, they started out hot, you know, hit a few bumps, but finished pretty pretty strong, you know. I mean, these guys are, are going to bowl games now, and uh, coaches are getting long-term extensions. So, kind of seeing, you know, the record where it is, we're just, we're just kind of looking for, a, instead of scratching our head, maybe you had some uh, input on that. Yeah, part of part of it is a freshman quarterback. You know, I mean, the, the, old, the legendary basketball coach Al McGuire used to say the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores, and uh, you know that you're going to ride the kind of the roller coaster there with a freshman signal caller and, and Cornelius Quad Brown. And uh, I think it's one of those situations where um, you know, you, you know, he he didn't play well, and he would admit that coming post game uh, that it was really really a struggle for him. Couldn't really get his feet wet under him. Uh, couldn't couldn't really complete throws that he normally makes. And I think that's um, that's. Uh, something that he has to work on. Um, I think also the defense really, really struggled, you know, try, trying to cover, um, you know, Coastal Carolina and, and credit to their their bigger receivers. And, and, you know, they got the running game going, that set up the play to action and uh, go from there. But um, not don't I wouldn't say injuries. I mean, there was a couple guys that were banged up. They were without a starting, um, you know, starting wide receiver 
uh, who's supposed to come back in the next two weeks and, and one of their running backs um, you know, left the program. But I think it's one of those scenarios ultimately where they just, you know, it, it was it, it was not their day. You know, I always uh, have warned folks nationally, you know, you got to watch out for that noon start because these are college kids getting up, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning, being at the stadium probably about 8.30 in the morning uh, to get started for a noon kick. And, and, and wild things sometimes can happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I think coming off a, of a road win, um, you know, where, where Georgia State, you know, kind of hung on, didn't, didn't play great in the fourth quarter and hung on, um, you know, fa- facing a, a, you know, a very talented coastal team, um, they just buzzsawed them. And uh, as you mentioned, and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a learning experience uh, for these guys. And, and uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see certainly how both, both programs go. I know Coastal's got South Alabama this weekend. And uh, got some much bigger, tougher opponents uh, down the line as well, and, and uh, will be will be interesting to see uh, how far uh, the shots can can rise. Yeah, no doubt. No, you guys, you know, it's, it's very hard to get these uh, some of these younger guys to to be up and ready to play the game at, at noon. I was going over the schedule, and I'm sure you probably, maybe even if you've glanced at it, it's all the top 25 matchups coming up this Saturday. We got Arizona State at Southern Cal. Now this is Eastern, a noon kickoff. That means it's nine PM in Los Angeles for that game. I mean excuse me, nine AM for in Los Angeles for that game. I can't imagine and my comment earlier was uh when I saw that was I don't think I've either attended or seen a nine AM football game since the kids were in Pee Wee. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I can remember my, my dad was a high school football official, and he, he would go do uh, ninth grade or JV games sometimes on a Saturday morning from, from some private schools. We, I, I, I can, I'm with you. I, probably a 9, or 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. start was about as early as you had uh, maybe eighth grade or, like you said, a rec league, but uh, certainly not at this level, and, and that is really, really early. Uh, you know, telling, telling college kids you probably need to get in bed by – uh, I don't know, 7 p.m. the previous night is not the easiest thing in the world either for their body clock. Yeah, because you can imagine the travel restrictions and things like that, you know, flying in from Arizona into Los Angeles. you got to get them in the hotel. But, you know, in your body, you can't just make your body go to sleep at 7 o'clock, you know, because I imagine, you know, for a 9 a.m. kickoff, those guys are getting into the stadium. You know, you got to get taped up. You got to get dressed out. You got, you know, last minute meetings and meals. You know, they're probably getting up or arriving at the stadium probably, what you say, you're about 6 a.m., at least three hours ahead of time for a big time game like that. I mean, they're nationally ranked. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, yeah, you, you typically talk, you know, talk about specialists are on the field, you know, warming up about an hour before. So you just kind of start doing the math and seeing how early it is. That's, uh, that's a rough deal, but you know, Larry, you know, Larry Scott, the Pac-12 uh, commissioner, had talked about that. You know, wanting wanting more exposure, um, you know, on this side of the world, as we know uh, from voters to uh, to you know viewing audience and things like that. Wanted to have uh, some earlier some of his marquee uh, programs. Don't, I guess it's one of those situations you don't really know if it's going to work until you do it, um, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna try because they they certainly want someone. Uh, one of their programs in the uh, college football playoff mix. Well, I'll tell you what, I know you got to get out of here real quick. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on the outdoor cocktail party and uh, who you taking in the game and why? Yeah, um, I, I, uh, I grew up a Florida State fan, so I, I'm, I, you know, my kids can't wear uh, orange and blue together, so you kind of know where, where I, uh, I am there. But I think Georgia – 
certainly has had their struggles offensively. Um, their defense is going to be without a, you know, several key pieces as well on the defensive line and safeties. And, and I think this could be the year that Florida takes the, takes that step and, and, uh, and knocks off Georgia. Um, I, I, there's just something, something about Kirby Smart, uh, though, that, that I just, you know, I, I wonder, and, and, and there's big games, and there's been some talk locally about the potential of, you know, Dewan Mathis playing in a, in a pa- package there to, uh, to hurt the Gators. So um, if this is the game to, to kind of throw everything against the wall to see what sticks, and a de facto SEC, champion, it's SEC East championship game, if you will, um, I think that'd be it, and uh, I, I would, if I had to, you know, put money on it, and certainly not a gambler, I, I think I would, I'd lean Georgia by by maybe a field goal. All right, buddy, we definitely appreciate your time, man. I, I think I went over by about three minutes. I know you know you're on a tight schedule tonight, so I apologize in advance, but I just want to thank you for all you do, uh, not only for us at the station, but for the kids and spending so much time you did this week to get these juniors and and people lined up with some of these off um with their packages and getting them in your system i know it means a ton to the kids and when they're happy and and they start tweeting at us and this that and the others and you know when they saw you coming on and and texting and dming us man it means a lot and uh we're just really glad to have you as part of the family you know doing the same thing and that's uh helping these kids reach their dreams hey i'm happy i'm happy to help man as a guy who was a uh as a former uh, walk on. I, I understand the grind. Understand the battle. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, stories we'll, we'll share another time uh, about my dad uh, getting getting in the uh, in the in his car and uh, going with the old VHS tapes of uh, of my basketball highlights from going from college to college, trying to pedal and see if anybody was interested. So I understand that grind. I respect the grind. Uh, lo- love talking to these kids and, and just every single year, every single recruiting cycle. It's truly amazing to see uh, the unbelievable talent. And uh, honestly, how, how, how smart uh, these kids are and how well and well polished, and I think it's a humongous credit to their parents and obviously the coaches and folks that have an impact on their life. So happy to help, my friend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you so much, buddy. And uh, just wrapping up, uh, Ben Moore, 24-7 Sports. Uh, if you want to head over to our twi- Twitter account, if you've seen some of the tweets, you can definitely find his information below. If you're a high school guy looking to – to get a profile over at 24-7 Sports, you can definitely follow him, hit him up. He said you can DM him, tweet him, you know, say, hey, can can you help me out, get my, you know, my profile and things like that going. Uh, he's definitely available for that uh, and, and really easy to find. And if you want to, uh, certainly you can, you know, kind of jump over from him, from our page and let him know that, hey, I heard you over on uh, Southern Sports Central. Hey, I saw your tweet. Just so he can know that, hey, you know, when these kids are, are looking for him and if he's uh, looking to help out some more, he can join our platform. Uh, we're going to take a, a quick break. i got to pull back up the schedules. Uh, we got uh, Dave Shelton joining us in about eight minutes uh, covering the Low Country Sports over the Post and Courier. Uh, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back uh, very, very shortly.
there is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons. I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men. And it's just beautiful. There's no better uh, intro for Dave Shelton than that one. I tell you, he's been the man on Friday night uh, here in the Low Country for many, many years. He'll be joining us in about three minutes. Um, now, that song, I, I love that intro. It always just kind of gets you in the mood for, for football. If you've ever been on the field, if you've ever been on the sidelines as a coach, uh, or as a player, or a student manager, you know what that's like. You know it starts early in the morning on a Friday. You know, the kids are in their jerseys, uh, they're walking the halls, high-fiving their friends, you know, talking to the teachers. And, and you kind of get that in high school at the at the varsity level especially. Uh, you notice, you'll start to notice for the first time in your life, um, when you're in peewee football, you know, your parents are in the stands, or and I don't want to say parents, but, you know, your parents' guardians, you know, grandma, granddad, someone like that, they're in the stands cheering you on. Uh, and, and you, the game's over, and you get your juice box, you get your snack, coach says something, and you go home, and you go about your business. You know, that Friday morning, even the teachers, you start walking through the hallways, and you got that jersey on, and you hear teachers, maybe some teachers who just know who you are as a player, maybe you had them in class, maybe you haven't, will just say, hey, you know, uh, what do you think about the game tonight? You know, do you think we're going to win? Do you think we're going to, you know, what the score is going to be? They'll, they'll start just – and I've seen that over the years, back even when I was in high school. Um, and that's when I think student-athletes really get, you know, wow. You know, when they go into some of these stadiums. I mean, we have stadiums in South Carolina that have 10,000 people in there. There are some Division two schools who I've seen that don't have 10,000 people or that size stadium. Uh, and so it's such a great feeling. And to be a part of that, I've been a part of that on the sideline for, for many years. Uh, recently, and, you know, you just kind of get that. So every time I hear that intro, it just makes me think it doesn't matter what day of the week. You know, here we are on Wednesday. I know there's one JV team playing tonight. I know Philip, I mean, um, uh, Bishop England's playing tonight for the JV. And, uh, but it just makes you think. It, it, it kind of gets you in the mood. It starts getting you looking forward to Friday night. We start talking about, you know, potential matchups and things like that here on the show on Wednesday. You know, it just really gets you excited. You know, one of the biggest matchups, I think, 
uh, two biggest matchups in the state are up in uh, Rainstrand with Myrtle Beach and North Myrtle Beach playing each other. And then if you're going a little bit further in the upstate in that, uh, I believe it's Region 1, 5A, uh, you got the West Side Rams and Hillcrest. Both are undefeated. Uh, both are high, uh, pretty good ranked there in 5A ball. Winner take all for the um, first spot in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be exciting. I mean, these teams aren't scrubs. They have some very talented players. They have very talented coaches. Coach Early is coaching Westside. Um, you know, and, and Hillcrest, it, it, they're not too far from removed from a state title themselves. So I'm really looking forward to that game. <clears throat> and we'll post it up about them soon uh, and, and kind of give you the whole pick thing like we did last week. It'll officially be on this week. Uh, we look. Now, look, I can't help it if there's something on the schedule – uh, as it is from, from the online systems, whether we go to the team web pages or the Max Preps page. When we look on there on Wednesday night and it says the game's on Friday, we put it on the board. You know, unfortunately, in that instance, uh, those guys uh, didn't play last week. They actually played this week. So, uh, you know, and of course, here in the low country, uh, there are some teams that just are off Friday night. They're kind of getting ready for playoffs. There are some teams that are playing some of those bowl games. Then, of course, as Richie mentioned, uh, you got Berkeley and Fort Dorchester, two teams, two 5A teams that uh, I don't think they like each other a whole lot. I think they'll play within the game, but uh, we have a coach recently from Berkeley who just put out on social media or, or something like that. I, I know we heard about it when we had Kevin Billardew on that um, while Fort D uh, hasn't given up many points this year, uh, apparently in, in that coach's mind, the Somerville defense was uh, better than the Fort uh, D defense, and you know that's, that's a heck of a bold statement to say. And I guess they'll find out personally Friday night when Fort D brings in uh, their number one offense in the state because uh, you know they do have a great offense. They always have a great defense. Uh, they always play within their game. Uh, you know, for the past few years, it just seems if you look at the the scores for Fort Dorchester, they're always in it. They've uh, up until you get to a game, like some of the times, you know, the only games they've lost, really. I think in the past they have three or four losses in the past four years. Dutch Fork's two of them, and that was in the lower state championship both times. Uh, I believe it was a West Florence or a South Florence team in a game that was something like 14-12. to 12. And then, of course, uh, in 2018, two years ago, they lost, at, uh, they lost to Somerville in the region championship, that final game of the year. Uh, Coach Call had a very talented team uh, led by a super talented quarterback, uh, Jonathan Bennett, who's up there, as, as we were saying earlier. You know, there's uh, Liberty Flames is nationally ranked as a quarterback for that team. Uh, I think there's another player from that team, um, from that Somerville team on there. And, you know, they just had so many talented. Coach Call had a wonderfully talented lineup in that game. And, uh, you know, they go in, and even then, it was very, very close. It went down to, I believe, overtime. Uh, some special teams and extra point kicks and things like that to kind of close it out uh, for Somerville. And, and I think it was uh, one of those games where um, uh, I think it's Dor- Fort Dorchester may have missed an extra point in overtime. Maybe uh, the Somerville kicker missed a field goal going into it. Uh, so it's just one of those fist fight games. You know, and, and other than that one time, you know, 4D just hasn't been blown out. They just hadn't had that proverbial butt cutting. Now, if you lose by one, you still lose, and I totally get that. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're a really talented team. I don't think, you know, if I'm over at Berkeley County, if I'm going to be putting things out there about, you know, uh, the team that's ranked, I believe, 
two were number three in the, in the state uh, in 5A ball, who's, uh, you know, scoring in the leading offense in the state, one of the best defenses in the state. Now, I, I just don't really think I want to put that out there. I'm not really sure why or, or what Coach was thinking with doing that. Uh, you know, certainly I'm, I'm going to assume that the defensive coordinator, who uh, ironically just started following me today on Twitter, has uh, definitely printed that out and put there in the locker room, possibly the weight room, maybe even on the practice field for those defensive guys can see. And you know, I just don't believe in poking the, the hornet's nest or poking the bear. Some people want to call it that. I really don't believe in doing that. And uh, it looks like uh, he's done it, and uh, he'll be, you know, getting those guys to, to come over or, you know, when they line up to play those guys, it'll be a, a, a matchup. And you know, as the kids say, you don't want that smoke now. If Berkeley wins this game, if they score a ton of points, you know, then I guess he backed what he played. And uh, that's a very, very tall order for anybody to just think that they can score on Port Dorchester like that. Somerville did score uh, 34 points. Um, You know, uh, they had a great offensive plan coming in. They did really well on that. So uh, what I'm thinking, though, is – well, uh, I think we are we should have David in here. looks like uh, the phones are starting to come in. So I'm going to give him just a second. I want to make sure he's good to go. So what I'll do is uh, I'm going to give him some rock, and then um, we'll get Dave in here. So hold on one second. There is nothing more intoxicating than the mailed 
of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons. I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men. And it's just beautiful. Not made to feel bad for speaking about this shit on my mind. 
or caught a f- the new crew. So who wish you was blacker? I wish I could face my homophobic racist attacker and smack the shit out of their air. Peaceful as possible. It's highly improbable, it's stoppable, but still, way too many people feel how I feel. That's on the real, on the real, on the motherfucking real. I get up when I'm down, had enough, almost round. Which rough, I get tough, and when I'm beaten to the ground, I get up. On my last album, but you wasn't tapping in. Come mumble, let's make America rap again. Industry don't give a f about and uh, bled some music over. Sorry about that. I'm uh, learning to do these controls sometimes at, uh, at my peril. And some on-the-job training uh, by myself and, and trying to Google, you know, responses. Some of this new stuff is kind of uh, interesting. But um, sorry about that, man. I know you got to uh, jump out here. You can't stay terribly long. So we'll just cut to the chase. Uh, you know, the, let's talk about Friday night, last Friday night, and uh, this Friday night. I know you told us there were a couple games that you were, had your eyes on, and uh, – Last Friday, things got a little interesting. I know at one of them, um, but, you know, we got some playoff games coming up uh, in the low country. Yeah, First Baptist hosting the game Friday night against a team that knocked them out last year. Of course, we got uh, big matchups over with uh, Fort D and Berkeley, and uh, Berkeley coach seems to have called out Fort D's uh, defense, saying that they weren't as good or aren't as good as Somerville. Uh, and uh, so I'm just going to hand you the reins and, so, uh, and let you take it over for a little bit. Yeah, I, I did not hear Randy Robinson say that. That sounds very out of character for him to say that. He's usually uh, – I mean, I talked to him this week, and he never said anything close to that. But, you know, maybe he was in a weak moment. I, I don't know. I, uh, that just sounds out of character for him to say that But because um, he's very respectful of Fort Dorchester uh, and their defense. Um, so, I think, you know, Somerville's defense had an unbelievable game the other night. Second half, they were just – shutting down Berkeley. I mean, they shut down everything. I don't know if Berkeley got a first down. Um, so maybe he was commenting that Somerville was 
that was the best defense he'd seen to this point. But Fort D is going to bring a defense. Uh, you know, they, if he did say that and put that on the wall for uh, for motivation, I, I don't know that that would be something I'd want to do with Fort Dorchester. But uh, that'll be a good game, and Goose Creek's going to be a good game. Both those teams are in the playoffs, and you know, I've been talking to these coaches all week about. Do they play their starters? Do they rest? And they're all like, "No, we got to play. Like we're not, we're not where we need to be. We're not sharp." So you know, they're going to play their starters and hope, cross their fingers that they don't get anybody hurt. We're looking forward to this week. Uh, what are some of the games you got? I know there's not other than the Fort D game, which uh, and Berkeley staying with the same uh, sort of uh, opponent on the other side of the field. There, uh, what are some of the other games you're watching? I know. And around the state, you know, we talked about the big game with uh, North Myrtle Beach and Myrtle Beach, and then uh, Camden is apparently traveling up to Burns High School, and then yeah. uh, the West Side is is playing um, uh, West Side playing Hillcrest for all the marbles in Region One Five A. Yeah, there uh, there are a handful of good games. That Burns Camden game should be very interesting. Um, Camden is is going to be a three A title contender for sure, and you know we know Burns. So I think that'll be a good test for Camden. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Camden went and won that game because I think they can win in lower state. I think they're that good. Um, you know, the, the Berkeley Fort game, Sun Road Goose Creek, first five, they should, shouldn't have a problem in the playoffs first round. Uh, that second round matchup, though, if they pick on Lawrence Manning, that, that could be a that could be a stumbling block. Lawrence Manning's playing exceptionally well right now. And the first time it was only a three-point game, so... Um, I'm assuming that those two are going to win Friday night and, and you know, they'll, they'll meet in the second round. Uh, the big news was that Ski's at 3A game is going to be played at Charleston Southern, this championship game. So if First Baptist could get in the finals, you know, they basically have a home field advantage. It's not their field, but it's right there in their town. I got you, man. Now, um, you know, as we look forward to the playoffs, you know, the 3A bracket seems to be set. We just hit on Camden there for uh, a little bit and, know your thoughts you think they have a great shot or, or possibly a pretty good shot at winning the, the lower state you also got uh state runner up last year and dylan's got something to say about it there's a gilbert team that's that's really good and, and has some uh pretty good wins there uh what what gives you the belief that uh camden is uh locked and loaded and can even go up to uh burns and knock them off on friday well they have they have 18 senior starters they have a really good quarterback and a really good running back maybe the best running back in the state so, you know, they're, they're, they've got a really good football team. Um, you know, of course, they they got to play well. But, uh, you know, them, Dylan, uh, Gilbert in the lower state, Oceanside, with a possibility to, to make a run, um, you know, being at home and having that advantage. But, uh, you know, the playoffs are so much more competitive now because you're only taking the top two teams from each region. So you're, you're going to get a first-round opponent that's, you know, pretty good. Uh, it ain't no. There's no more cakewalks in the first round, um, so there, there's, you're gonna have to bring your A game starting next Friday night, or you're gonna be sitting home. Well, uh, we're back to this Friday night now. You and I talked about whether or not, you know, uh, or maybe that was said. Uh, Richie's joined us again. Uh, he has some things to take care of, and as you know, he's over there at the fort. And uh, you know, I mean, I didn't see it again. You know, we were talking about the the before you got back on, Richie. Uh, the alleged, I guess, tweet or message that uh, your defense over there in the Patriots didn't quite up to uh, snuff with the uh, green wave. <laughs> yeah, you know, guys, I saw that. And, again, you know, it, it's part of the game and shit, David. I, I, I'm curious your thoughts as a writer. I know it was a, a guy that uh, 
you know, does what you do over, but in the Berkeley area that covered it uh, over in the Berkeley Gazette that printed it out on Sunday afternoon, right before the guys went into uh, preparation for the Monday, right? They get in Sunday, they watch some stuff, they do some stuff, and then Monday they get after it. But, you know, to me, David, that's what this rivalry is all about. You don't hear about it like you do maybe the Somerville Berkeley rival. But, again, these two teams know each other well. They played each other twice last year. It, uh, of course, was close. I think uh, in the first round, I wasn't over here last year, but then it wasn't very much of a battle in the playoffs. But, you know, David, your thoughts when you see a coach that posts that, that Somerville is more physical defensively, you know, that they, they bring more of it yeah. uh, on the defensive side. What is your thoughts when you saw something, of course, that came out early on Sunday afternoon? Well, it's like I was just telling Eugene, I, I never saw that, and I'd have to go back and look because that just seems very out of character for Randy Robinson to say something like that. Uh, he's, he's very cautious about giving anybody bullets and material. But if he said it, you know, maybe he believes it. But, um, you know, Somerville is very good defensively. There is no question. They they get after you. But, but uh, say they're better, more aggressive, more physical than, than Fort, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd question that. But, you know, if he said it, maybe he believes it. And, you know, that Fort's going to bring a little extra effort uh, in that game Friday night. But uh, like I told Eugene, I, it just seems weird that he would say that because Randy's usually very, very reserved and very complimentary of the other team. Oh, yeah, and I agree with you, man. Again, I, don't, I personally don't have a problem with it. I think that it's part of, you know, it, that's what makes Friday night lights the way it is, you know. And, again, you know, when I saw it, I just kind of thought, okay, well, there we go. Let's get after it, and uh, it's going to be a great game coming up. We'll wait and see how it works out. Now, the one game that I'm kind of curious your thoughts on when Buford decided to travel to Carolina Forest, you know, I, I kind of thought it might be a little bit better game than it was. However, you saw the difference in some 5A football versus 4A. Of course, uh, 5A Carolina Forest is ranked 10 going into that game. And 4A, you've got the seventh-ranked Buford guys coming in. What do you think or what do you, what, what do you, would you say that Buford took out of that game? Because, again, it had no playoff implications, different classifications. And as you know, they'll be in, in the playoffs here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think they just took it uh, and maybe they got exposed a little bit and they got some things on film they can work on uh, and shore up. You know, Carolina Forest can do that offensively. They can expose you a little bit. I mean, Carolina Forest is really good. They they could beat Goose Creek in the first round. I mean, that would not be a shocker to me uh, if Carolina Forest beat Goose Creek next week. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty darn good. And, and uh, Buford, you know, I, I, I applaud them for taking on the challenge, but they might, you know, might have bit off more than they could chew on that one. Well, David, I appreciate it, buddy. I know you had texted us earlier and said if you could try to get out a little bit early tonight, you've got a lot going on. Final week of the season. Um, you know, I look forward to hopefully seeing you soon. Are you going to be, I would imagine, possibly over there at Berkeley, Dort, uh, Fort game this week? No, I'm probably going to go to the playoff game, uh, first Baptist playoff game. Um, I think we'll have somebody over there. But, uh, you know, when you make the playoffs, I, I probably need to cover the playoff game, so that's probably where I'll end up. <laughs> Well, buddy, as always, I appreciate what you do, man. Any Anything going on, anything we need to be looking for coming up with you guys over there at the post or what you guys do over there with Phil Cornblue or even Bobby Harden? I know you do some work with him as well. Well, I mean, it's just a lot of football, but we got a lot of stuff going on this week. we got cross-country state championships Thursday and Friday. we got the volleyball state championships. we got two teams in that, Oceanside and Wando. Those are Saturday, so the next three days, throw in football on Friday night, it's a pretty busy time for me. 
Hey, man, got to love it. We asked for it. We got it. David, thank you so much. Be safe. I'm sure we'll see each other soon. And as soon as we get to this playoff, uh, lunch is on me. I'll definitely uh, already know Matt's Burgers is, of course, uh, the topic that we'll talk about. But thanks for always jumping yep. in here with us on Wednesday nights, buddy. Not a problem, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one of the best in the business, David Shelton. He writes for the Post and Courier. He tells it, covers it from multiple avenues around the state of South Carolina. You can hear him right here on Wednesday nights, uh, either 6.30 or 7 o'clock. He does an incredible job getting us up to date with all the ins and outs of high school football. But he covers the press across the board. You heard him right there talking about some volleyball, some other action that's happening around the low country. Because, again, it's not just our Friday night lights, and we love it, man. We love the opportunity to get a guy like David in here and pick his brain apart for a good sometimes 30 minutes or less. But it's usually one of the best 30 minutes I get a chance to enjoy throughout the week. Now, Eugene, I'll bring you back in here. Uh, again, guys, I, I've been out. We've got, of course, uh, a handful of things that are happening. You heard David Shelton there saying that it, it is go time. It's busy time. It's We're all in this thing together. And, uh, again, here at Southern Sports Central, we do a lot of things. We're in a lot of different backyards and a lot of schools, a lot of hallways, and a lot of living rooms here with uh, these athletes. And uh, while I have the opportunity to have great guys like Eugene cover and make sure that everything's up and running, I get the opportunity to kind of do some of the behind-the-scenes things that you guys will hear coming up part of the 2021. Again, a big season ahead for us coming up as the year will be uh, coming among us here. Eugene, great job. i kind of curious. Uh, I didn't get a chance to hear your conversation with Ben Moore, but I can only imagine, you know, he was giving a lot of love to Coastal. <laughs> yeah, you still about that today, man. I mean, I get what it is. A 51 to nothing is – it's very painful to watch, especially if you're on that sideline or or even covering that team. You traveled that team, know that team. You know, I've been on the I've been on that side of a beating, and and I remember describing it uh, the next morning in a group text with the coaches, and uh, I think it was something like the final score was something like forty nine to seven, and I said, man, it seemed like every time they handed the ball off on offense, our hands were tied behind our back. And someone was throwing a lift, and it was connecting on your jaw. And then you'd turn your hit face, and they'd throw a right, and it was connecting on your jaw. And it just seemed like that was just over and over on repeat for three hours. And I was like, it was the best way to describe that game. Um, and, and, you know, he said that it, when they got they, – they, Coastal just came in so prepared, and he said that it wasn't that, uh, you know, their uh, Georgia State guys weren't prepared – but Coastal came in and had an excellent game plan. He said it just felt like it, and you kind of get that feeling early on in the game, like, man, today's not our day. Um, you know, it, it doesn't help the situation that Georgia State's playing a, a freshman quarterback now. You know, he's going to get some bumps in the road. And he, he cited a quote from uh, an, uh, I guess it's someone who inspired him early on in his life and in the business and said, you know, the best thing about a freshman is they grow into being a sophomore. So, you know, I think the kid's probably taking his lumps and bumps. And, you know, they, they do have a good uh, – should be a uh, fairly easy victory coming in. Uh, the Panthers will be coming in to um, Atlanta on Saturday. Uh, he said, they, you know, the team's un- – uh, excuse me, they're uh, 0-4, I believe he said. So, uh, you know, they should – all all else equal pick up a victory on Saturday. But – 
said, you know, and hats off to Coastal. There's a few quotes we put out there. You know, they're just such a great team this year. And, I, you know, I said, look, man, you guys just ran into a buzzsaw. You know, they've, they've been winning, winning, winning. And then last week they had that really close game. It was 14-14 in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they, there was blood in the water and they turned into sharks. And, you know, I'm sure the coaches uh, told them if they played it close early in the game, this, you know, this past Saturday they'd lose. And so those, uh, those guys right. came out, you know, the locker room with the hero firing and got after it. Well, you know, again, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to get guys like Ben Moore. He is not only uh, a guy that looks over and covers Georgia State. He works for 24-7 Sports. Then is at our official recruiting expert station, one-stop shop, 24-7 Sports. Does an incredible job. I want to thank 24-7 Sports for getting all of our top 88. That's right, with the new uh, class coming up, the junior class for the junior bowl coming up here. That is, of course, uh, between ourselves here at Southern Sports Central and the South Carolina High School Blitz putting together an incredible event coming up on December 9th right here in the great state of South Carolina. It's the best 88 juniors in the state of South Carolina coming up in the 20, that, well, 2021. I'll get it right there, Eugene. You'll see uh, the Senior Bowl, and that's uh, as of now decked out to be on January the 2nd. Again, focusing on the best of the best. We got the best coming up here after this, and I'm going to give them an introduction in, in just a few as we go to break, but I do want to say this. When it comes to the quote, Eugene, that you brought up, and again, I need it to be understood and clear. I have no problem with it. I have zero problem with you, hey, saying what you say. It's great. I think it's great motivation. It adds a little bit more, of course, to the rival, to the game, to the action. I'm good with it. Not a problem at all. Coach Robinson, Randy Robinson is a, a great guy. He comes on the show, and again, nothing at all. Do I see wrong with a little bit of competition and a little bit of conversation? Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to just put that to rest, we'll just win the game on the field. Everything else will take care of itself. we got to go to break because when we come back, oh, when we come back, the bus has all but made it to Conway, South Carolina. That's home of the Coastal Carolina Shauna Clears, and we're checking in with a man that had an elbow dropped on him from high above. If you missed it, we'll try to find it and retweet it. But, again, that is the man, the myth, and the legend being built up on the up there on the Grand Strand, Colton Corn, the coordinator of player personnel. More with the Coastal Shot of Clears, the 15th ranked team in the country, and Colton Corn right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellman here alongside Eugene Benton. Eugene has been doing a great job back at the studio, punching the buttons, getting the things done, and, of course, having the conversation. We're excited here at any moment. We'll uh, have in here, of course, uh, the young man, Coach Colton Corn. He'll be joining us here in just a minute, going to try to catch up with him and talk about all the success the Shauna Clears are having right now on the Grand Strand. But they're not being selfish. Oh, they're taking the talent and the ball games around the country as they have played a great schedule. They're undefeated. They're sitting right now up at number 15. And I got to be honest with you, I know they're getting a lot of love and a lot of people talking about them and what they are, but I got to say this. Oh, have we all known what the Shauna Clears are all about, those who are of us are from the state of South Carolina, and those, of course, us that, of course, uh, are also baseball fans. Yep, we have a clear understanding of what a Chanticleer is. And without further ado, I bring in one of the big dogs of that Chanticleer family. He is a man who has, uh, well, made his name known just last weekend on college game day as Colton Corn, the coordinator of player personnel, joins us now. What's up, Coach Corn? How's it going? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, brother, we're excited to have you in. I'm only going to get you for a few, and then I'll turn you over to Eugene as uh, we're kind of double duty in here tonight, man. But uh, first of all, I appreciate the, uh, the just doing what you guys are doing, being a kid that grew up on the Grand Strand right down the road from that college that you're at right now, went to Sockacy High School, grew up in Surfside. Man, to see Coastal Carolina doing what they're doing and doing it the right way, man. It's just awesome and amazing. And I got to tell you, I'm a big fan of you and your brother and Coach Chadwell and all of you guys over there on that Chanticleer campus. Absolutely, man. It's been a, it's been a fun run so far. You know, hopefully, hopefully we can keep it rolling. We got a tough matchup this week with Southern Alabama, and um, it's been cool, man. We we've kind of embraced the. The Myrtle Beach, the Horry County lifestyle of, you know, let's bring in some, some spray painted t shirts. Let's bring in some some table breaking. Let's let's have fun. You know, it's uh, a stressful time out there, so let's not bring it into the uh, the locker room. Well you're bringing in that with the fifteenth ranking coming out with the A P poll here in week number nine. You guys are moving up the charts like a hot hit on the radio right now, Coach Corn. I, I got to <laughs> tell you, man, I, I didn't even have a clue. I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't have a clue it was you in that bird uh, mascot there as you were, uh, <laughs> man, walking in, doing your thing. Man, I thought, that this cat's cool. I didn't realize you were this cool, man. And not only did you do that, you took one off the chin like Randy Savage style coming off the uh, top of that chain as a ladder, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, he's flying off the ladder. So just a little backstory. Um, I had to run um, scout team quarterback that week. Um, so I, I, was, I was pretending to be Shy Wirtz, the quarterback from Georgia Southern, run the triple option. Um, Thursday of that week, my brother, um, the offense coordinator, asked me to come out in the Eagle suit and uh, act like I was talking to the team and, you know, hey, we're coming for you guys. The Eagles are, are, are coming for you. And then he spears me um, and actually popped the suit. So it's supposed to be an inflatable suit to, to lessen the blow and then – Obviously, yeah, I took a chair and a uh, an elbow from the rafters. Live right now, of course, uh, with coach that uh, had taken it up from the top level all the way down on the table. They broke the table, by the way, when Coach uh, Colton Corn was laid across. Not only did you get introduced, I believe, to what was that, uh, Stone Cold, you also 
got a chance to uh, get the you yep. can't see me from John Cena. I mean, I mean, what what better way to end the ball game on the road, huh? Oh, that, that's the, the the perfect way to do it, man. And here's the thing: uh, I don't know if you know this about Coastal Carolina history. Diamond Dallas Page went to Coastal Carolina, so we got some famous wrestling in our uh, in our blood here. Oh yes, you do, man. I love it, man. I have a, a a big love, and I've always said this back in the day when I played. You know, Conway High School used to play on that same field, coach, and it was turned a little different. I'm sure you've heard or seen some pictures of back in the day. But uh, they called it the graveyard, and uh, you guys are bringing back that theme here uh, as you sit there undefeated, doing it the right way. Coach, you know, the one thing that I'm, I'm really proud of the victories, I'm really excited about all the extra stuff you guys are doing, but I love, and I got to use the word love, the fact that you guys are loving on our kids here in the Palmetto State. I think this is the most attention and recruiting I've ever seen Coastal Carolina do in all their times of being a football program. Jamie Chadwell, of course, has got a lot of roots here around the state of South Carolina. He's coached at a few different places here in our state. But to see what you guys are doing, not only vocally, but you're doing it virtually as well on social media, man. I don't know who does all of your pictures and all the different gimmicks, man, but it's me. I just I just love it because I feel like we've got enough dogs in this state that you guys could put a team together and not even have to worry about going outside the Palmetto State. Absolutely, man. You know, obviously we run a little bit of a different offensive system and and really a, a different defensive system. So we got to find guys that fit us. But absolutely, if we can if we can steal some some high quality guys in state, you know, four to four to six guys. I think you know we're sitting at four this year. Um, you know, we could could add more towards the end of this recruiting class. But um, you know, we've always tried to try to get South Carolina guys, and um, you know, it's a young FBS program, as as many people know. But um, you know, just being diligent with those guys. Obviously, Coach Chadwell, third in-state school, um, and multiple coaches who've coached in the state or, or played in the state at the college or high school level, man. It's just been really, really great. And, you know, the high school coaches around here are really starting to take notice of, of the work we're trying to put in because, um, you know, the, fit, the 15th ranking is all nice and everything, but if you don't have a good relationship with these local coaches, man, it doesn't really matter. Um, so we've really tried to build on that. No doubt we're live right now with Coastal's very own Colton Corn. He is the coordinator of player personnel on with us here for the second of many times as I'm excited to go back home to my backyard where the University of Coastal Carolina <laughs> Shauna Clears is hitting undefeated, 15th ranked team in the country, and they ain't done yet, ladies and gentlemen. The season still has a few more games on the uh, on the schedule there. Now, Coach, I did see, by the way, one of our big-time guys on the show that comes in here on a regular basis, and we had, had a chance to get to know him through his camp. So I'm not surprised that you guys offered him, I believe, uh, just 22 hours ago or maybe 24 hours ago with Antonio Tone Gaines. The young man is uh, huge in size because he comes in in the uh, class of 22 at 310, 64 over there from Ridgeview High School, big time defensive lineman what can you tell me uh or have you had a chance to research a little bit more about this young man that you guys decided to pull that string and give him an offer well we can't necessarily comment on on 22 guys um class of 2022 guys but obviously there, there's guys that fit what we're looking for um in state with the d line and you know you can't replace length and especially uh guys that with length and and weight on them um that can move a little bit um, it's special to, it's hard to find one, um, and two, it's not easy to find in your backyard. So, um, anytime you can find an in-state guy, um, you know, 
any class being being a longer guy, bigger guy who can move. Um, we're always going to take a shot on those guys, and we trust our development process with, with our coaches at, at really every position on the field um, to get guys where they need to be, um, you know, because sometimes you take that clay mold and, and you kind of make it into what you want, and uh, we got the coaches that can do that, so. Well, Coach, I'm going to turn you over to Eugene now and let him ask a few questions. I know he's got a few in his pocket. Eugene, buddy, I'll give it to you now, bud. All right, man, I appreciate it. Coach Corn. how you doing, buddy? I know it's uh, uh, game week and you guys are trying to get prepared. Um, what's it like, uh, I guess, riding around the beach there, Conway, Merle's Limit, wherever you head out, and, and uh, frequent on, on uh, let's say, Saturday night, uh, token that fancy, lofty ranking of being number 15 in the country? <laughs> Well, I want to clarify, I follow all pandemic rules. I do not leave my apartment other than to go to work um, or to go to cookout to uh, to get my favorite tray. But, uh, man, it's just it's really awesome, um, more so for the kids. Uh, you know, we, we got a special group. Our, our seniors are, um, you know, they you haven't seen an outbreak from us in, in the COVID department because of how special our senior group is, our leadership is, man. And, um, you know, I just – I, I'm so thankful to have those guys on our team. I'm, I'm thankful for our staff because, I mean, as nice as it is to say, hey, we're, we're the number 15 team in the nation, it's, it's those guys doing it. and um, It's them being diligent on, on the weekends. After, you know, we win a game against Louisiana on, on ESPN, it's very easy to get lazy and say, hey, uh, let's go let's go celebrate like college kids do. And and, th- and they haven't done that, man. They they stuck to script and, and, and really – you know, paid attention to the process. So it's just a special group, and um, I'm just thankful to be a part of, you know, part of their journey. Yeah, actually, uh, at the 6.30 uh, time slot, we have Ben Moore. Uh, he's 24-7 sports guy. He also covers Georgia State. Yep. And uh, when he came in, I said, ma'am, at what point did you uh, realize that you were stepping into a buzzsaw? Because I had watched like just about every game and every minute of every game you guys have had this year, even when uh, uh, I, I guess I'll say my uh, alma mater is playing, I uh, have been flipping over to watch you guys. Um, you know, in that second half, uh, the, the previous week to Georgia Southern, you know, it was 14-14, and I'm, you know, chomping at the bit and slamming my phone on the couch and whatnot. And you guys, you know, it just seemed like uh, the defense fueled it. They just pinned their ears back, and I was telling uh, – Another writer, I said, man, it just seemed like there was blood in the water, and Sharks just tasted it. Because after that, I mean, it was just, it was just over. And I was talking to Ben, he said, man, when they came out the locker room, you could just feel it. Uh, what did you guys do to kind of get those guys, you know, that hyped up? It was a noon game, uh, and sometimes that's not very easy for you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-olds. No, absolutely, I agree. Um... You know, those noon games are a little bit tough, especially on the road. It's a little bit different when you're home. Um, but on the road, it's, it's a little bit tough. And we, we have a good amount of uh, Georgia guys on our roster. Um, so that definitely helps. Um, it gets those guys excited and everything. But, again, um, it, it has nothing to do with um, Georgia State or, or ULM or Kansas or, um, or App State or anything like that. Um, we've been extremely fortunate with guys that are coming out to try to prove a point. Um, obviously we've lost, we, we haven't, we've been five, one team the last two years and haven't done a ton in conference. And, you know, we kind of heard all the, all the comments of, 
Uh, oh, good. We got coastal. Um, fine. We'll we'll go play at Myrtle Beach. We'll get a, a good vacation out of it. And obviously, we're picked last, and a lot of those guys took took that to heart. Um, we got some big time contributions from Juco guy to Jordan Strong at corner, and we got some guys stepping up all over the field. Um, our Canadian spur, um, and obviously our boxes, our our, our front seven, very special as well. And you know, it's just it's a special group, man. They they come to play every day, and, and Coach Staggs has those guys dialed in, and the whole defensive staff is really just they've been together, they know each other really well. So um, it's just very fortunate, man. They they come out to play, they come out to practice the same way, and um, you're starting to see where they're really getting some uh, some momentum going this last half of the season, where the stats are starting to look kind of ridiculous on what they're doing. Yeah, I think you saw or, or somebody did over there. Uh... You know, I think you guys have the most quarterback hurries of any team by far and away in the country. And someone yeah. says, you know, what do you do? And I think one of us either – somebody in our team posted the gif that just said run. It was Will Smith that just said run. I mean, <laughs> yeah. because that's pretty much uh, – they got you on the run from the from the time you say, uh, you know, set go. And uh, it's pretty fun to watch. Now, um, you know, speaking, there's another group that I wanted to talk to you about. Now, these guys have uh, – Kind of the unsung heroes. They've, they've, I've seen some social media attention. Uh, it's a five-man group. Uh, it is not what yep. you would expect for a Division One level, considering um, you know I've been coaching at a three-A at a school in uh, the Mount Pleasant area, and I would say that the O-line at the three-A high school probably best your O-line <laughs> are probably on average about three inches and maybe twenty-five pounds. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. That the offensive line, holy crap. Um, you know, the last it it's been growing since I got here. Obviously in twenty seventeen some of these guys were playing that year. Um in twenty eighteen, uh we had some transfers, stuff like that. Twenty nineteen, last year we had some injuries and, and this year it's kinda all coming coming together with uh especially the two inside guys. Sammy Thompson, our very uh much heralded five nine center. Um, who's on the Remington, Remington watch list. Um, and then our, our right guard, Trey Carter, and our left guard, um, who's a freshman, Willie Lampkin. Both of those guys are listed six one, um, but six one's very generous as well for those guys. So, um, And then uh, tackles, you know, we got Antoine Loper, a former South Carolina kid. He's from, from right down the street from here. And, and then we got Stephen Bedoski, who's also a redshirt junior. So we got some age and we got some, some, some youth out there and, it's it's a group that plays really well together, and that's that's really uh, hats off to Coach Dirk and our offensive line coach. He simplified it. Um, it can be a very tough offense with all the reading, and you know we got tackles running out the corners, we got guards pushing up the state, like they're everywhere. Um, but they're all they're all five good athletes, and they play again with the with that chip on their shoulder. And I like to I like to think they're going up against the best defensive line linebackers they're going to face this season. So um, their their practice is pretty tough. Um, and when they get into the games, it, it shows their preparation. Well, actually, you know, you have a very good perspective, and that's not from the sideline. It sounds like uh, you actually wind up behind those guys. Maybe not. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys use your starting offensive line, you know, when you uh, kind of gave a look at, as uh, shy works, but um, certainly uh, lining up at quarterback in practice, uh, you know what those guys are like in front of you. And, you know, I mean, you and I aren't necessarily spring chickens anymore. I know it's been uh, fewer years for you since your playing days than mine. It's but been a I little can only bit, imagine. Yeah. 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 But, well, but here's a, here's the question. When when I heard this story, 
Here's my question. When you go out as scout team quarterback, are you equipped in a helmet and shoulder pads? Uh, me, personally, I do not. Um, I like to feel the hits. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but <laughs> I try to dress up as closely as I can um, to what the quarterback looks like. So, you know, I had an arm sleeve on. I spat it up. Um, I had wristband on, all that stuff. I kind of try to emulate exactly how they look without shoulder pads and a helmet. And, you know, if it was if it was a throwing offense, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been put out there. These shoulders are the, the shoulders are done. But um, since it was a running offense, it was it was fun, man. And I got a, I got a a face full of how good our our box play is. Teron Jackson, he's going to end up getting drafted this year, and uh, the dude's just relentless. And I tried to trash talk him for the first couple of days, but by the end of the week, I was I was in survival mode. <laughs> So I'm guessing you didn't call any audibles to a fourth and one. You didn't do a quarterback sneak or a dive or, or anything no, like that. I mean, no, we've no, seen no. your defense play. <laughs> I decided I decided to avoid our uh, our six four three forty nose tackle. I decided to avoid him uh, this year. Maybe next year he can get it. Yeah, I don't think you want that smoke next year, man. He's gonna have another year <laughs> in that weight program. <laughs> I've seen I've no seen facilities in your weight room, and I've met the strength coach actually. Uh, is the strength coach uh, that kind of grew up here in the low country or, or played from Stratford, is he still with you guys? Uh, the strength coach is Chad Scott. So he was the strength coach at Charleston Southern. Um, last year was his first full year. Um, and then we got yeah. two assistants, Tyler Redding and Adrian Dunn. Okay, yeah, I, I met so, the guy. I was on one of the visits with a guy, a couple guys up there um, for the Georgia State game last year. I met the strength coach, and I believe yeah, he told us, or him. one of them, that, that yeah, from Stratford. Um, so, so we talked a little bit. Now, I know you can't talk for rules. I know you can't talk about names of guys uh, you're recruiting. And don't worry. When I, I know Ricky asked yeah. this question. I didn't, I didn't put anything. I didn't tag any names. I just said, you know, hey, we get a, a big, tall, lean guy plays, you know, with, I mean, excuse me, a, a lean or a tall guy with a long guy with size, you know, especially in the backyard. We'll take him. I didn't put any names because <laughs> we don't, we don't want to run a foul. Speaking of running a foul. No question. Um, I know. I know it's not kind of your your area. I know you're involved with it, and uh, Coach Doyle and them handle that. Uh, have you guys heard anything uh, about extensions to the January one deadline? Excuse me. Um, sorry, I got tickled. Uh, to the dead. Uh, I guess it's the deadline to the dead period. The dead period. You guys can host kids. Um, are you guys talking about that? Have you heard any extensions and and what you got planned for uh, when you can open the door and welcome the 2022s to campus? Well, I think uh, it's starting to look uh, promising, I would, I would think. Um, and I have really nothing to, to base this off of other than the fact that with the MAC playing now and all, all conferences playing and, and, and the P5 and G5, all the FBS schools playing, I don't see why they would hold back on having visits um, with it being a completely different division than, than FCS. Um, and they, those guys could actually have them at their games, so it would be really an advantage for – FCS football, so I would, I would expect there be a possibility of um, of it of it opening up, but I don't have anything to base that off. I will say, um, for 2022s, if they do have an interest in a, in a in a certain team and stuff like that, obviously you can you know purchase a ticket to a game, go to a game, and and do the school tour, and you know that that could be the thing that says, oh well, this kid really is interested as in, you know whatever. Um, but as far as the dead period, I have nothing to, to to base it off of. I just feel like 
it, it's going to have to come to an end at some point. And with all the FBS teams playing, I would assume it would open up. Now, you mentioned the 2022s can purchase a home game ticket uh, and, and take a school tour. Uh, just while we have you on the horn here, man, I'm put it out there for these guys. Uh, where do they go to get them? Is it just a general admission ticket? Do they get flagged as a, you know, as a recruit? Now, I know they can't talk to you guys face-to-face. Uh, kind of what's the process? I'm assuming, you know, they show up on their own. They can tour the school and set that yeah. up to the admissions office or something and then just in, enjoy the yeah. game and uh, maybe twist you guys and say, hey, it was a fun time in the stands or something. Absolutely. That would be, that'd be the best way, you know, take a picture at the – at the stadium, and um, because really, when you when you go on some of your visits over summer anyway, you're trying to get a feel for campus and and all that stuff. When you're when you're going to these junior days, you're trying to get a feel for uh, campus and, and coaching staff, and you know what the school really is. So you can at least knock out half of that and get a feel for campus, get a feel for what we look like on game day. Because you're you know there's there's going to be no visits this year, um, and that's just a matter of fact. So. Um, at least get a feel for the team and, and take a picture of the game. And um, if you don't post it, you can DM it to a coach or something like that and say, you know, had a great time. And, and we usually put that stuff into our, uh, into our database and into our XOs and say, look, um, made, made the attempt to come to the game and stuff like that. So um, that stuff does matter. People notice it. And um, the more, more times you can get on campus before you start officially getting recruited, the better. Yeah, I know um, going into the recruiting process, and, and one of these days a message that maybe we can get Coach Doyle uh, when he has time, you know, to kind of join us and piggyback some of this stuff as well. Um, when you guys are, are looking, let's just say, I'm not saying because I don't want to put that out there and put words in your mouth. I'm just saying we're, I'm looking past 2021s. Uh, unfortunately for yep. those guys, it is so messed up with COVID stuff uh, and numbers, and you no guys question. don't even know a final ruling on your um, – on your scholarship numbers for 2022s, you guys have a board. You know, if I'm a 2022 wide receiver and I'm looking at the board and I see a bunch of dudes and I go through Twitter and I say, well, they got three receivers that have just announced their commitment. Do I like go look elsewhere? Do I kind of hang around and say, Hey coach, I'm still interested. You know, so do you guys have a number kind of, and I know it can massage if a great player shows up at the door, you're not going to turn them away. Yep. Uh, but, but if guys are out there looking and they're not sure, you know, what kind of numbers you are, what's the best way for them to figure out if maybe they could be under consideration, take some patience, or what to do? Well, really, for for, I would t- always take the patience route with, with being a year away. Obviously, it's it's tough to say being in such a weird time, and it's tough for 21s. And um, our numbers are, again, are, are always going to be flexible, uh, especially for in-state guys. We, we don't ever want to turn away a talented in-state guy. Um, but as we finish off our class, you know, we're, we're looking at positions that, you know, we might take uh, alignment or it might be a tight end, which will change our numbers for the next year. So, um, you know, for, for a kid to go look at our recruiting class, it, it might help kind of tell you what we're looking at. But, again, it, it won't really look – it won't really tell the whole picture. And um, really – if there's a talented player and um, he's in state, it's really hard for us not to go after him. Now there's there's certain times where you can't do it, and and that's understandable, and and all that stuff. And you know we'll kind of take the the hit when somebody in our conference goes after him and that kind of stuff. But um, we also don't want to bring a kid into a, a room full of scholarship kids where he's 
buried behind seven guys and struggling to get reps. So um, it's hard to kind of tell what, what the scholarship numbers look like for somebody looking from the outside in, but um, I would take the route of patience, especially if a coach is following you. Um, that's a good sign. If a coach is following you on Twitter, that's a really good sign because they're trying to keep up with you. They're trying to keep up with, hey, you posted the highlights today. Let me check these out. I got you, man. Now, now we talked about some of the, the game stuff and recruiting stuff. Now, I want to knock and open the door to your office. Uh, I know what you do. Uh, I'll let you talk about it a little bit. But, um, you know, one of the things we saw so much this year after the NFL draft was to high school players be pleased from, it seemed like, NFL coaches, college coaches, especially coaches that, you know, like, you know, yourself, Sunbelt coaches. I mean, everybody but, for example, a Clemson or Alabama. And that was, if you're a baller, find a home at a school where they show interest on you because if you're a baller, the NFL will find you. Now, I know we're in your office Absolutely. Now. I know you've got the projector going. Uh, talk to us a little bit about I know you mentioned a player that you think has a great shot at making the uh, NFL uh, either, I guess, next year or, or the year after on your team. Uh, so talk a little bit about what you do, uh, what that kind of NFL liaison is, you know, uh, you know and, and how you kind of get guys as prepared as they can be when it's that time for them to graduate or move on from Coastal and uh, hopefully get that professional contract. Absolutely. So um, being an NFL liaison uh, really just means I, I learn as much as I can about the guys on our roster. Um, you know, right now I got a ton of information on our seniors and, and, and some of our juniors, and um, I deal with NFL scouts, CFL scouts, um, bowl games. We, we've been reached out to about about every single bowl game pretty much has, has mentioned us, talked to about us, um, reached out to us. And um, I did an interview, uh, not not interview, a Zoom meeting with all 32 teams with over 40-something total NFL scouts um, just three weeks ago. Um, so, so the myth that you can't go to whatever school and, and get to the NFL is it, it, it's a myth, especially at this point there's media, there's too many eyes on you. Um, you know, uh, I'll go ahead and say it. Teron Jackson, our defensive end, he's going to get drafted this year um, in the 2021 draft. He's, he's got a good chance of going to the senior bowl, uh, which is the biggest bowl uh, a senior football player can go to. And he's going to go to the NFL combine, um, which again is a special thing. Now, I mean, obviously, uh, not every player gets to do that, but we're going to have guys that are getting picked up by NFL teams for the next two, three years. We're going to have guys going to the CFL. Um, all these guys are reaching out constantly, and we've had guys show up to practice. We've had, um, you know, double-digit teams at practice. So, um, basically, my role is to, when an NFL scout calls, I give them every single bit of information I can get on them, help them however, but uh, Coastal Carolina is going to have guys in the NFL. they got guys in the NFL now, and, and we're going to keep putting them out there. And uh, we have a bunch of guys that are going to be able to do it. we got some young guys that we feel if they continue to develop, they're going to have a shot at it too. So, um, really, man, NFL liaison is a, is a pretty cool gig. The, uh, the NFL scouts love you, and you give them love back, and, and hopefully they, they, uh, they take a chance on some of your guys. So we'll have, we'll have free agent pickups. We'll, we'll hopefully get some guys drafted. And um, it's going to be it's going to be special, man. It just shows where the program's going, um, where we're going to have NFL possibilities for for years to come. 
No doubt. Well, I know we're running up against 8 o'clock, and you got to get out of here and get ready for uh, uh, North Alabama. But one final thing now. You said you deal with every um, NFL team and all these scouts. Uh, your yep. audience for a lot on our show is, you know, a lot of high school kids in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, we saw a, I guess it was a fact or something like that. Maybe you know what I'm talking about, or you saw it from the Oakland Raiders that went to a high school of a player that they were in, considering drafting. Uh, is that something that you've seen? Are they uh, not only coming to you as a high school, I mean, as a, as a college coach, but uh, wanting to know, you know, what did this guy do in high school? You know, when you guys decide to sign them, that kind of thing, are they really digging like that? Or is that maybe something that someone uh, made up on their computer and put out there? No, it's not made up. Now, obviously, I haven't got anything like that, and I think that's more for, um, you know, your first-round first, first round guys and stuff like that. But um, scouts have asked me uh, what's his girl, him and his girlfriend's relationship um, – in high school, what kind of kid was he in high school? What kind of what kind of student? What kind of grades did he have in high school? You know, I, I'm thinking, who, who cares what, he, what kind of grades he's got in high school? But those guys are breaking down um, all of that stuff. Um, they want to know family structure. They want to know, um, you know, your re- relationship with your parents, your guardians, um, brothers, sisters. Um, what kind of kid is he in the weight room? What kind of kid is he in the classroom? What kind of kid is he on campus? So. Uh, they're, they're digging, and they're not going to leave a stone unturned because they're investing a lot of money in these guys. So um, you, you think that the colleges are investigating you and, and doing a lot of homework. It, it, it magnifies even more uh, when the NFL comes around. So it's just a reiteration, man. Um, you know, when you, get to, when you get to high school, when you start taking those high school classes, make sure you're putting your best foot forward. Make sure you're treating your teachers respectfully and make sure you're teaching – uh, treating the people working at the school, you know, from the janitors, the guidance department, um, you know, anything, make sure you're treating those people right because you never know uh, one connection or, or one phone call can be made and, and they're talking to your second-grade teacher um, that you haven't talked to in 10 years, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. So um, always put your best foot forward, but those, are, those conversations are really happening. Um, NFL scouts are – they are diligent. They do their job very well, um, and they're in that position for a reason. So, All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for your time. Again, it's such a pleasure to have you, man. Give our best to uh, Coach Jamie and, and, of course, Coach Corn, your brother, and, and the entire staff over there. You know, we're big fans, man. We're always hitting you guys up and, and celebrating your, your uh, victories and uh, definitely cheering you on before you guys take the field. It's such a blessing to have you know, guys that we can just talk to that can, you know, this year has been such a blessing to have you guys because you're on such a uh, magnified level. And we have all these kids that have just gone through so much struggle uh, this past seven months. And to see you guys succeeding and to have kind of almost this window open where they can hear from you and talk to you has been a very special relationship, Rich and I, Southern Sports Central. Totally, totally appreciate everything you're doing. And definitely appreciate your time. As such, I'm let you get back to work, brother. Uh, and we'll definitely talk to you soon. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Thank you for everything you do for for the kids in the state, obviously. And hey, you know what it is? Go shots, baby. Go shots, man. Take care. All right, guys. That was uh, Coach Colton Corn, uh, NFL liaison. You know, he's kind of a guy that's involved with so much of the program. Uh, his brother, Willie, uh, both Corns actually played for Burns High School, a school we were talking about earlier with Camden going up there on the road to play those guys uh, this coming Friday night. 
Uh, what we're going to do is we got a local running back, uh, West Ashley High School. We're venturing over to West Ashley. Uh, he was just picked up. He's a 2022 guy. He's a junior. He was picked up by the Junior Bowl recently. Uh, Coach Smitty threw out an offer to him and said, hey, man, I could use another running back. Uh, looked at his stats, looked at his film. Uh, I think he's uh, number one of, of everybody in the low country in yards this year. He can correct me uh, and give me those stats when he comes on. And I think uh, he can correct me as well, but I think he's number five in the state in yardage uh, regardless of position. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring my man in with the Wolf Pack in just about a minute and 21 seconds. Hold on, Mr. Porter. We're going to get you, brother. Don't don't run away. I know you like to run and run with the ball, but, and, uh, but we'll be with you in a minute and 21 seconds. Back is back on the master's trust. Guess who's here? The bad boys are wrestling. Just in competition, win the war, that's their mission. Not no mercy, see the race but the streets. If you don't know, you better find out the wolf pack. It'll prove a point. Number one, just believe that you don't want to touch it with them. I'll be here for them. Coming to bring with them, you're never walking out again. So you're back on the wolf pack. Oh, you good. I'm Started out 
super hot. First couple games, y'all were putting up a ton of points. Defense rolling. Defense is, you know, still still trying to hold hold on. And uh, I know you guys have had some, you know, heck of a good matchups, man. Having to play 4D after uh, 4D had played a close game, I think they kind of came into that angry, or, or you know, mad as a hornet. Um, but you know, talk just about it. You guys kind of have a new staff over there, uh, but maybe some new schemes. Uh, but you, you know, you, you kind of open open the year and you still make it noise. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about the season, kind of catch us up, uh, recap us. You know, n- not only with your stats, but maybe some of the other dogs on your team that we didn't hear about. Yes, sir. Um, we started off strong. Our first two games, getting stalled in Ashley Ridge, we put up over 100 points those two games but uh, our third game we couldn't score against some of those so our defense did well we had a strong defense defensively we did well but uh, once we got in the red zone offensively we couldn't put the ball in the end zone and uh, following that game Fort Dorchester we just didn't come out with the energy or the fire we have to pick that back up the next week. Well, um, you know, do you guys, I'm assuming you guys, like many others, uh, have a game on Friday night. Uh, I believe, if I'm correct, are you guys playing Stratford Friday night? Yes, sir. So, uh, looking forward to this game. Now, uh, have you guys scheduled anything uh, after the season? Unfortunately, I know uh, that three to nothing game kind of broke my heart for you guys. Uh, I will... And not, I will unabashedly say I was rooting for you in that game. Uh, I really thought West Ashley, you know, like I said, I'm proud of you guys, man. It's been, a, it's tough. And it's tough when you have, you know, mostly new staff and, and new lineups. And, you know, we didn't have the full summers and things like that. So it's kind of hard to get everything gelling. Uh, but you guys kind of jumped out the bat. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to a big, big season out of you guys. Really looking forward for you guys to make some noise, you know, and push some playoffs and whatnot, especially when we have that, that um that that full slate of scheduled teams on there, but uh, are you guys have you heard anything about picking up an extra game? You know, people call them uh bowl games or whatnot. Uh, our coach was trying to set us up uh, extra game, but uh, we haven't really heard anything more from that. Okay, well um. As with the uh, Junior Bowl and the Elite 88, uh, it comes with a lot of things. You know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on this game. Um, you know, right now, obviously, with recruiting uh, as it is, Division One coaches aren't allowed to attend. They can watch. The game can be live streamed. Uh, I know there is a ton of Division uh, Two schools and, and other schools that actually be in attendance. Um, now, let's talk about what you do. I know it looks like you run track as well. Uh, are you a track guy that plays football? Football like runs track to get better at football, or are you both? I'm a football guy. I just started running track last year, actually, and uh, my coach uh, encouraged me to run track so I can get faster. And uh, track has really helped me getting my speed up. And uh, we actually had a good track season last year. We were number two. In the state for the four by one, I was the third leg. As I say, so uh, as, are you running other um, or, or doing other events as well? Uh, 
just a four by one in a hundred meter. That's all. All right. Well, uh, so far your junior year, and uh, you put up these impressive numbers. And look, everybody's gonna look at you. You know, when you said, "Look, I got the I'm the number one running back." At least if you look at my yards and and what I've done on the field and the progress I put out there, you know, I'm a really good guy. Uh, you know, any of the colleges been knocking on your door, sending you any graphics or uh, text messages or anything like that? Yes, sir. I get a tweet every day from a few colleges, uh, but no phone calls yet. I'm looking for a okay. phone call. Hopefully. <laughs> a lot of the 2022 guys will. Uh, we just said, I don't know if you're listening in, we had Coach Corn uh, on from up at Coastal just a while ago, and, you know, like some of the things he suggested was, you know, just be patient. Uh, they're trying to sort through numbers. They don't know what the NCAA is going to tell them as far as numbers for next year with the guys they already have on the team, guys that elected to sit out, new guys coming in and senior class. Um, one of the things, you know, he suggested was, hey, you know, you reach out to us, you know, send us the pics. You can DM coaches. You can tweet us, that kind of stuff, you know, kind of keep that relationship going so they know who you are. Make sure when they go to your Twitter page, you know, they can find your information, know how to reach you, know how to contact you, know how to look at your film, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, when you're looking at schools, and I'm not suggesting Coastal, if you're looking at any school, um, you know, kind of what's your approach and what are you looking for either in a football program, athletic, you know, academics, uh, or just if there's a location, you know, what is it when you get on your phone or, you know, you're scrolling through and you're trying to decide, hey, I might want to go play here in two years. What is it that just kind of, you know, gets you going when you're, you know, get that search button, you know, up and going in your phone there? I really want to stay close to home, but I also want to have a team that I can have a strong bond, almost like a family, a family bond, really. And uh, also uh, a good educational opportunity because uh, I want to pursue mechanical engineering. So, yeah, anything that fits in those categories will be good for me. That's awesome. Well, do you have any – I'll say we won't talk about football, uh, and I know this because my son is a junior as well, and he's interested in mechanical engineering. Uh, you know, what, what fascinates you about that, and, like, what are some of the schools that you're interested in studying, you know, uh, mechanical engineering? Uh, I was looking at Clemson and, uh, yeah, just Clemson, really. Clemson, uh, they have a good mechanical, mechanical, well, engineering core. And, uh, I feel like I can, uh, get a good education there. Yeah, I'll tell you, we did a, uh, Zoom with Dr. Porter. Ah, funny. Um, actually, seriously, I'm not making that up. Dr. Porter is the recruiting in the recruiting dean's office for Clemson University, and we had a Zoom uh, last Tuesday with him. He's easily you can easily find that guy on the on the uh, web page there for the mechanical engineering department. But you know, it, it's definitely something to check out. You know, it's a great in-state school. They offer a, a great program, and I'll let you know if you didn't already. Um, in the most recent uh, rankings, they moved up to number nine in the nation. Uh, much in part to a revamp curriculum, which you know they sent to us last week, and I think uh, someone told us it was about 120 million dollars at Boeing 
which is very close to you, uh, invested into their program. So um, it's definitely something that, you know, I would encourage you to look at, uh, whether you're playing football for the Tigers or, or you know, as a scholarship guy, as a, as a preferred walk-on or whatever. It's definitely a great program, uh, you know, to partake in. Uh, you're an in-state guy. But um, so we got the academic stuff. You know, we've seen some of your stats uh, posted out there. Uh, talk to us about, you know, what kind of guy, what makes you you, uh, what makes you tick and get up and go to that weight room in the morning, some of these days when it's rough. And, uh, you know, when when you put that face shield down or you put those gloves on on Friday night, you know, whatever it is, it's kind of your ritual. What is it that when you just open your eyes, it says time to put on, it's go time? Well, um, I'm a quiet guy, so I don't get really hyped by myself. So when I'm around my friends and coaches, they get they get me riled up and they get all that energy flowing inside of me, and it just makes me excited to play on Friday nights, and we execute. Now execute you have. Uh, do you have your set sheet in front of us? I want you to put this out there. Now this is a five A guy uh, over at West Ashley High School. He's played. Uh, you know, some of the top defenses, not only in the low country, but actually in the state. You look at the defense from Somerville and you look at the defense from Fort Dorchester, two teams that you've played, um, uh, for you to put up stats like this, is, you know, that, that says a lot to, A, your talent, ability to see a hole, your speed, your vision, uh, as well as your offensive line, uh, you know, kind of blocking, putting those holes for you. So I'm going to let you uh, give us your stats, and then we'll talk about the big guys in front. Yes. Uh, I have uh, 120 carries for 898 rushing yards and eight rushing TDs and uh, 1,077 all-purpose yards with 10 total TDs. All right, so you said 128 carries for 980 yards? 898 yards. Okay, 898 yards. And, and uh, eight TDs. I want to put this out here on Twitter. So if there's anybody following us that wants to take a look at you, they know where to go find you. And you said uh, you had some uh, over, what was it, a thousand something all purpose yards? A thousand and seventy seven all purpose yards with 10 total, okay. 10 total uh, TDs. I got you. So, uh, uh, it sounds like you can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, I'm assuming you take some kickoffs or punt returns, and uh, you're kind of a guy that uh, is also involved in special teams. Yes, sir. I I mainly I mainly play almost all special teams except for kickoff because a uh, coach wants us to get involved on both sides of the ball, and uh, yeah. Now, uh, going back to last year, what did you, where, where were you situated last year? Because, you know, when we started looking at some of the guys, you know, we're picking, we're trying to go through our, our postseason awards for, you know, the, the top three running backs in the low country. You know, I looked across the name and I saw Jaleel, and the first thing I thought that came to mind was the wide receiver up at Dillon. So I took a second look, and I was like, man, where'd this guy come from to put up such big numbers? So uh, where do you come from, Jaleel? I mean, where you? Were you on the roster last year? Were there some seniors or what? Because, you know, for you to, you know, you didn't just jump on the team, man. You just kind of knocked the wall down and burst on it. 
Yeah, I was uh, I was on varsity last year, and I was second to our senior running back uh, Justin Mazik, and um, basically shadowing behind him. He had a great season last year, and um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from him, and uh, also from uh, Coach Reed, my running back coach, who's really uh, he encouraged me and encouraging me and pushes me to go 100% every practice and be the best I can be and have fun. All right, now now give me back. Let's go back to some of this academic stuff. Um, have you taken the SAT or ACT yet? I was taking the pre-SAT, but that's all. Okay. I got you. Uh, what kind of GPA are we looking at? So if we want to put you out there for coaches to take a look, you know that's one of the first things they look at. They look at film and and your GPA and go from there. I have a 3.2 GPA right now. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, let's see. All right. Well, I tell you what, man. It sounds like you guys have you you've been putting together your best foot, and uh, we'll, we'll say best foot forward as a running back. Uh, it looks like your film looks pretty tight. Uh, give me um give me your measurements real quick so we can put this out too. You know your height, your weight, maybe in the uh you know if you're a guy that's pounding the weight out in the weight room, let's go ahead and get these things on, on social media for you and put those out there as well. Uh, I'm. Six feet tall, 180 pounds. Uh, what else you said? All right, so we got the height, the weight, uh, anything you push in the weight room, 40 time, anything that you want us to put out there, you know, to kind of help uh, help you kind of get marketed. Uh, I guess we can bench the track press, press as well. I, my bench press, I max out at 225. Um. Uh, other than that, I don't have anything else. Well, let's talk about your, uh, your speed on the track. We'll, we'll put out some of your, your track speed and let guys know that, uh, you know, you get the ball in the open field, they're going to have to run to catch it. <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, I run a... I run a four five forty four five seven forty yard dash and uh on track I was uh third leg and uh we came uh second in state behind Dorman I believe and we had a pretty fast uh team. So Okay. Awesome man. Well, I tell you what, I know it's the first time getting you on here, and I, I kind of popped it on you in the last minute. Uh, we'll follow it up with uh, we'll go back to the junior all-star game. I know it was kind of a big deal to get to get selected for that. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about that. You know, what's it mean to get selected to that game, and uh, what are some of the things you're looking forward to and playing in it? Well, I'm looking. I'm excited for this game. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to playing against the top players in my class. And uh, seeing where I stand against them, and having fun. Yeah. Now, have you had a chance to look at the roster for your team, or or, or the uh, we'll call it West team? 
and uh, see who you'd be playing with and against? No, sir. Yes. Not not just yet. I haven't seen the roster yet. No problem. I'll tell you what, uh, we'll, we'll actually probably repost it out there. Uh, I'll tell you, man, <clears throat> I know over at West Ashley, you know, I know you guys have some dudes on the offensive line, but uh, the offensive line for the East team, starting up at Myrtle Beach, uh, with Myrtle Beach High School, you got a six five and a half pushing six six, uh, three oh five. He plays tackling guard. Coming on down to um, Merle's Inlet, uh, or over excuse me, over at Socrates, uh High School, uh, you got a six four, three thirty guard. Come on down to Oceanside in Mount Pleasant. You got Big Jacob Ashley. He's six six, three oh five, and plays tackle. Uh, you got Dutch Forks, uh, one of Dutch Forks guards. He's six four, three ten. Uh, you got the center and guard, which you saw on the other side of the line uh, over there at 4D. So uh, you got some big guys to lower those paths and run behind in this bowl game. I'm, I know that sounds to a running back. Uh, probably sounds pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, those are some big dudes. I'm excited to run behind them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like I said, I know you it, you might know some of the guys uh, also, too. Um, did – I don't recall. I don't believe you guys played Goose Creek this year, did you? Uh, no, sir. Okay. I was thinking one of their guys is on is on the line. He plays D-line and O-line. So, um, you know, that, that like I said, it, it's going to be a fun experience. It'll be up in Columbia. You guys will have a couple of days off to uh, kind of kick it and, and practice and get to know each other um, as well as, you know, build some relationships. Maybe there's some guys going to schools that you're interested in. I mean, it's going to be a mix of guys. There's guys that have you know, already committed to schools. There's guys that doesn't have any offers yet. But I really feel like, you know, this guy, this is going to be a, a very um, eye-opening and very valuable experience for you guys, not only in, in the opportunity to play such a game. You know, the, the Shrine Bowl, we don't have that this year, or North and South. So this is it. You're going to have all the eyes on you. Uh, and it's definitely going to be a great opportunity. It's really awesome. You got selected, you know, I was – kind of joking with Coach Smitty and saying that, you know, uh, in the past, you know, it didn't seem like we had too many of the low country boys and uh, really, really awesome to see another guy, you know, from this area get picked up. So I just want to say congratulations. Rich and I are looking forward to uh, uh, getting up with you in person, you know, when we can do that probably up there once we all get checked and kind of get in that bubble, so to speak. And, uh, man, congratulations on, on, on your year. You had a great year. Uh, best of luck. And, uh uh, we're looking forward to you know following you Friday night, and if you guys pick up some more games. Now here's the deal with Southern Sports Central: you got the number, you got teammates over at West Ashley. You know you you can call in. We have open mic night a lot of times uh, where you can call in and say, hey, uh, you know Richie Eugene, uh, this is Jaleel. I'm checking in from over at West Ashley. This is what's going on. Maybe you got track you want to talk about, man. It's a platform. We want to welcome you to the family. Now, Richie and I t- treat y'all, you guys, like our own kids. That's no disrespect. We love all you boys, man. We're here to give you a platform to speak, you know, to, to promote yourself. It's a great uh, information. Just before you came on, as you saw or maybe heard a little bit, we had a coach over at Coastal Carolina. He's joined us. We have other coaches from around the country, other players from around the country. But, uh, you know, we love our local boys as well. And uh, it's been great getting to know you, man. I- I'm so glad that uh, – we reached out and was able to put it together. 
I know uh, Coach Reed, you know, did a lot to help out with that. So please give him our sincerest thanks here from Southern Sports Central. Thank you for having me um, on your show. Thank you. All right, man. We're looking well, for we're going to let him go back to West Dash. He's got a big game coming up Friday night. Uh, we got my main man, Rich, is uh, caught back up with us here. I know he wanted to let me take this interview. I just met the young man this morning, and, and I appreciate for you uh, allowing me the airtime, buddy. It's not one of my fortes. I'm a button guy behind the scenes. You know, you got the face for radio, not me. And so uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to spend some time getting to know Mr. Jaleel. Man, I tell you, you know, that's the thing, Eugene. And, and as you know, I've got a handful of things happening, you know, off the air. So I give it a chance to surround myself. You know, I like to say, like, you know, Dabo Sweeney. You look at the offensive coordinator. He's got a guy from James Island, Coach Elliott. You know, he's able to sit back and let Coach Elliott do Coach Elliott things. And he's got a guy over here. You know, one of the best, if not the best, defensive coordinator in Venerables, he's able to sit back and let him do his things. And so I feel like that's what we got here at Southern Sports Central. I've got so many great guys doing so many great things like yourself and many others on many nights. And, again, for me to look at you and say, look, man, there's some things happening off the field. If we say we're a ministry, if we say that we're here for the kids, i got to handle some things. I'll be back. When I do, I'll, I'll let you know. But, Jalil Porter is the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not had a chance to look at his Twitter, go find out. And here's how you do. Here's his handle on social media. At, again, it's the at symbol at J-A-H-L-E-E-L-P-O-R-T-E-R-1. That's Jalil Porter 1. And he got it right there. You can find out all of his exact numbers. And uh, he's got 120 carries, 898 yards rushing, eight rushing touchdowns um, right at 1077 all-purpose yards, and that's 10 touchdowns over there doing it big over at West Ashley. I saw it firsthand at West Ashley when the fort made that trip over. This young man is elusive. He's got next-level speed. He's got what it takes, and I just know he is a class of 22. Oh, what does that mean? It means he's got another year to do what he does, but the kid is a track star in the spring and a football stud in the fall. And, again, uh, Jaleel, thank you so much, young man, for hanging out tonight. Uh, I was hoping to have a chance to talk to you. Uh, but, again, I knew Eugene had been trying to uh, get you in here this morning, and I just want to say thanks for uh, coming in. And it's been a great show, man. Again, you know, you start to look around at all these athletes coming around and doing what they do. It, uh, it, it is an honor and a great opportunity to get these young men in here. Again, Jaleel is just one of many great athletes here in the low country, but not only that. He's one of many that we have around the great state of South Carolina. Now, Eugene, is, Jale- is he still with us? Because I don't have an option to look at the board. Jaleel, are you still on the line, or did you hang yeah. up, bud? Yes, sir. I'm here. All right, cool. Okay, so I don't, I don't have a chance because I got Eugene in the studios, man, so I'm back out and about. So, first of all, man, keep grinding, man. I can't wait to, to have a chance to talk to you. Uh, Coach Rich is one of your coaches over there. I know he does a lot with the JV. He's a good friend of mine. We go to church together on Sundays, and uh, we, we watch a little football sometimes on some Fridays, right? But uh, I got to tell you, man, your coach over there at West Ashley, you know, he's a guy from the uh, from the Grand Strand area, and he knows a lot about winning. I think you just continue to do what you guys are doing. I was very impressed with your season this year. Uh, I know you've been over there for a while, so you've seen the growth. But watching it, it seems like y'all have hit that X button and you're really going at a fast. I mean, you guys just barely missed the playoffs, but nothing to hang your hat down on and nothing 
to be down at all about because I got to be honest with you, man. I think you guys have a great situation. I think your future is bright over there. And again, I just um, I can't wait to watch what you do in this Junior Bowl, man. How excited are you to be able to get this opportunity to debut your talents against the best forty-four in the Upstate? I'm very excited. You know, to show what I got in front of all those, all the against all the other uh, top players in my class and I'm just just pumped can't wait to get on that field yeah now how hard has it been for you young man because again I I know you know a few guys over at the fort if I'm not mistaken uh there's a handful of uh, at least two dudes that I know you're pretty close to over at fort maybe a few more connected with track as well but when you go against some of these guys, and this is what I tell guys on Friday nights, it's not the same on the college level, even though there's a few guys you might know. But when you play a guys like Fort, where you know some of their big dogs, you being one of the big dogs or Wig Wildcat as you would be over there, cool is it uh, on Friday night to you as you sit back now and think, man, the season's almost over. But you're remembering each week you would get, you know, that opportunity to have a uh, – a reunion again with, with with somebody on the other side where you guys are friends off the field. You understand it's a grind on the field. Yeah, it's cool. Iron sharp sharpens iron. You know, and playing against them, we get we get the whoever wins comes out big top, comes out on top at the end. You know, gets bragging rights, and uh, it's just fun playing against those guys. No doubt about it, brother. Now, again, you're class of 22, uh, and I didn't get a chance at the beginning. And Eugene and I are real big on academics. You can score a lot of touchdowns. You can do a lot of interceptions. You can do a lot of dancing in the end zones. But for me, man, it's that it's that, it's that that diploma and that degree that rings a big bell for us here on Southern Sports Central. I've seen a lot of schools mostly uh, here not even just days ago, one of those East Carolina showing you some love and a handful of schools all throughout. But it seems like East Carolina – Actually, one of the schools that's kind of heavy on you, number one. Of course, number two, you look at uh, a school right up the road at the uh, Coastal Carolina, Shauna Clears. How much tension have you seen during the uh, your junior season with this, uh, I don't like to use the COVID word, but some of the uh, restrictions that we've been dealt with, buddy? Uh, I've been getting a tweet every day, and they've been sending me posters and all things like that, all types of things like that, and um, – Getting tweets from their coaches, and uh, and um, it's a good opportunity. Now we're live right now with Jaleel Porter. He is a big time ball player over in West Ashley, six foot, one eighty five, running back, free safety, y'all. As you can check him out right over there on his Twitter handle at Jaleel Porter one. He's got his profile set up. He's got his huddle ready to be watched, and he's got opportunities he's wanting to hear about. And he's here with us right now on Southern Sports Central. You know, Jaleel, let me ask you this, man. When you get to college, because that's the conversation that we have here. We speak that into existence. Do you, have you started thinking about that next level? I know you've got another year to come back and grind out next year. But with all this attention, and I'm sure as a young kid, you playing football in the backyard or maybe over there uh, in, in the league around the corner from the, the house, in the rec center, had you ever imagined getting these letters? Does it feel like you thought it was going to feel? And then kind of tell me that feeling along with what type of major are you looking in, man? What do you want to be when you grow up, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I want to be a mechanical engineer. 
And, uh, yeah, um, growing up, I uh, always wanted to be, I, I was always a hands-on type of person, so I loved playing with cars and building stuff. So, yeah. Now, if you right now, of course, uh, engineer, by the way, Eugene and I, there's two degrees or two areas that we have heard a lot of. Number one, engineer. The other is education, right? Those are two things that take a lot of education to get under your belt, to go to work on a uh, Monday when you're doing the adulting things in life here, Jalil. And I, I, I'm excited to hear that, that, that you're looking into doing with that feeling. Now, the first time that you went to that mailbox, or maybe the first time you opened up that social media, or whatever it was, do you remember looking in the mailbox and said, man, this is a college and it's got my name on it. What was that feeling like for you, bud? Uh, it's just like, it's, it's an amazing moment, you know, because I never really expected to come this far and just having that, just seeing that, it, 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 it makes my day. <laughs> it makes my day to see it on social media, brother. I got to be honest with you. When you tag Southern Sports Central and when you and your, your family allow you to be a part of our show, that's what makes our day here on the broadcast, man. I just want to tell you uh, the best of luck. Uh, who do you guys have this week? I believe you. I would imagine you're playing somebody in the region across the way, correct? Yes, sir. We play uh, Stratford. I got you, man. I got you. I love it, man. That ought to be a good game, man. I tell you, yeah, y'all get ready for uh, Coach Denny. Uh, is it to be? Uh, is that a home game? Or are you guys going to be out on the uh, on the road? We're on the road. Uh... Yeah, we're going to play at their home field. Okay, gotcha, man. It must be that whole thing. Berkeley County must be biting all of us over there, man, because I know the fort's heading to Berkeley. Somerville's going to Goose Creek. You guys will be hanging out down there, and uh, you guys will be hanging out over there with us and, uh, at Stratford, and that only means Ashley Ridge or Stahl's hanging out over at uh, probably at Cane Bay. And, uh, no, it would be Ashley Ridge at Cane Bay because I know actually Wando's heading to Stahl, so that kind of – that kind of breaks it out. So, uh, buddy, we appreciate the time tonight. Go get yourself some rest. Make sure you're keeping those grades up, man, because you can be the greatest athlete in the world, man. But that grade point average that you're rocking right now is an impressive number as you're coming in right now with a 3.2. Keep grinding, man. And any time that you need an opportunity to get in here and talk some football, man, I'm giving you the stage and the table set for one. Anytime you got time, my friend. Yes, sir. Once again, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only from West Ashley. That is a six foot one eighty five running back, free safety, and he's a well. I got to be honest. The cat's an athlete. I don't think there's nothing he can't do on the football field. Class of twenty two from West Ashley High School. Great point average of three point two. You can find him at Jalil Porter. That's at J A T E R one. And again, that's where you can get all of his information from his recruiting all the way across to his huddle. And I'm pretty sure there's not much that you could uh, leave his Twitter account and not know about this amazing five-star young man that, oh, by the way, is heading to the Elite 88. That's right, the Junior Bowl brought to you by the South Carolina High School Blitz. And that's right here on Southern Sports Central. Eugene, man, another great one, man. This young kid is a very good kid. You heard me talking about him. And I didn't realize he was still on the air, so I'm glad he got to hear me say good things or two about the guy because he is – he's doing a great job 
And I believe uh, – do we have another uh, – do we have anybody else coming in here, Coach? Yeah. We're trying to get uh, – Coach Reeve is actually joining us in because we still got Jaleel Lawn and uh, Coach Reeve said there was an issue with some static and stuff, and uh, we put him in the green room and, you know, while while you had the young man going. But I told him to, to hit us back up, and I was going to put him straight in. So, if, uh, gotcha. if the 323 number – if the number pops in there, man, I'm going to pop him in. Uh, I guess Coach Reed said, uh, you know, one of the tweets you put out there, and oh, there he is. So we're gonna get, we're gonna get him back in here real quick and uh, let him uh, catch up with you. I know you guys, uh, like you said, join uh, attend the same church, and uh, he's definitely a guy. I, I love his comment about Julia earlier on Twitter was all action, no talk. You know, when he said he's a young man that just uh, lets everybody else do the talking, and he does the uh, putting on uh, when it's time to uh, tote the rock. Coach Reed, good afternoon. Welcome to Southern Sports Central, my man. How's life? Uh, I think it's phone must have dropped. He must be out there coming up to practice field or inside the school. Uh, man, we'll uh, – oh, I had him there. He was there just a second, but uh, he must be uh, having some phone issues. Um, I know he tried to call back in, so if he does call back in, man, I'm going to punch we'll, him we'll in get him if he and tell him you all to go. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, let me go ahead. There we go. Y'all go ahead. Uh, he's now on. Coach Reed, got live with Southern Sports yeah. Central. Nothing much. How you doing, man? We're way, man. We're blessed. We got you. We got your running back. We uh, we doing it, man. We're killing it over here on Southern Sports Central on a Wednesday night. Very blessed, man. Now, first <laughs> of all, I want to say to you guys this: I've had a chance to watch you guys, uh, you know, firsthand as uh, you invited the fort over there to uh, West Ashley a few weeks ago, and it was a game, man. It was a battle for sure. I did the TV side of life as I'm uh, the play-by-play guy for 4D TV or 4D Sports TV, and uh, just watching, you know, the way you guys uh, prepared for this game, and again, you know, watching some highlights up until that point, watching your, you know, some of your films, uh, it, it just shows the the foundation that's getting built over there. And not surprised when you got a power lifting head coach that uh, he might not be the tallest, buddy, but I promise you. He gets the most respect on that side of the river when it comes down to getting it done. And guys like you and, Kurtz, uh, a bunch of your other coaches around you guys continue to just lift these guys up and building a, a heck of a program, Coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's an honor to have uh, Coach Keeper as our head coach. Um, I'm a young guy, still learning a lot in these coaching rooms, but I feel like I can go take on my own team the way, as much as he's instilled in us um, and the duties he's given us as uh, young coaches on his staff. So being coach keepers, great guy, God fearing man, and that's key. Um, when when following the leader, you got to know that the head is right before the tail can be right. So just knowing coach keeper has our best interests at heart, and also our players is is a great feeling. No doubt about it. Now I'm looking at your Twitter here, and uh, let, let's go through some of this here. Now I see, of course, you are uh, the running back, Twinkle coach. Of course, uh, doing a lot of things. You're mentoring. I love it. The education is there. Leadership. You got the Go Army, the Beat Navy, the U.S. States, uh, United States uh, Marines, I believe, there in BCU. All right, mm-hmm. tell me about that last yes, hashtag, man. What's that place about? BCU, Bethune Cookman University. I did a, uh, I did a year down there to finish up my, uh, finish up my degree. Bethune Cookman is a extraordinary uh, historical black college. Um, I would recommend any of my uh, kids go there if they want to play for one of the upcoming programs um, in uh, college football. Um, unfortunately, this season they won't have a football program. Um, right. But, yeah, I was best to spend, spend the latter part of my uh, 
college days there uh, because I started off at the United States Military Academy. I played running back at Army, so that's where you see the Go Army Beat Navy stuff in the hashtag. Oh, I got you. So I'm forever a black knight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, now let me ask you, Coach, black uh, sit back and, and tell me if this song sounds familiar to you real quick. Anybody? He yes, sir. About that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Small world. Yes, sir. Small world. I'm a huge BC. Hey, look, I'm a big. And, and Eugene, I tell you, man, we actually did a show. I was on the campus down there at Bethune Cookman. It is the best band in the land. I don't care if you're listening oh. from, uh, you know, that other FAA, the other school on the other side of Florida, or you're hanging out somewhere yeah. in Atlanta. <laughs> I got to tell you something. That band, look, when they put you. When they put a series on you on Netflix, then you made it. That dude has definitely made it, man. Between uh, oh yeah, you know the band and the atmosphere, and they've got their own radio station over there, man. It is a five star facility, and I love that we now have another connection to uh, Bethune Cookman. Eugene asked me all the time, man. These guys got to be giving you some money as much as we play their music and talk about their program. I said, listen, <laughs> you do it right, I'll talk about you all night. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I yes, love sir. it. Appreciate they don't that. realize Appreciate it. And, and I tell a lot of guys this, Coach, uh, you know, when it comes down to universities, they're great places to go. I went to the University of South Carolina along with Eugene. I was an athlete for the Gamecocks. And, and for me, you know, those are great moments, no doubt. But then I started experiencing the, the, the life at BCU colleges because at the time, the young lady I was engaged to, her daughter was looking to go. And uh, now she's there, by the way. Now she's a student and she dances. She's one of the uh, 14 karat gold okay. uh, ladies. Yeah, so she's uh, she's doing it big over there okay. the, uh, in, in Daytona, right? Yeah, you got to love it. That being said, okay. once I got there, Coach, I realized that's a family. And they don't just love on you when you're there. They love on you way after you're gone. And I know you can speak firsthand. But I tell guys, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter the culture that you come from. It doesn't matter the race that you bring with you. It matters that you want to be there and that you accept the goals and the challenges that are around you because these are a group of folks that will love you for eternity. Right, Coach? I mean, to me, I think yes. this is an opportunity for me. I, I would say honestly, right, and, and I think it's well put, that you would see a lot of HBCUs benefiting out of these full houses across the country in college sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I think like, I think they offer, see, me, I experienced the, the big Division One type of stuff, stuff with the PWI, United States Military Academy. Then I got the uh, experience where they have a Bethune Cookman. Like, at Army, it was a brotherhood as well. But in Florida, Bethune Cookman is a family. Like, it's like you can go to anybody's house, get you a home cooking meal, just in that community in general. Um, everybody just, like, so friendly. It's not, it, it doesn't, they don't care what color you are. Anything, whatever. That's all out the window. It's a big family from down from to your professors, where you can call at twelve o'clock at night, um, to just anybody on the campus. Like it's just it's just crazy. Like the president of the school walks around campus, drives around in a golf cart, taking pictures with all the kids. It's just like a big family. It's no, it like there is no type of oh I'm this person on campus. You have to do such such things. The hierarchy is essentially equal when it comes to showing love and being there for um, one another on Bethune Cookman's campus. We're live right now with Coach Christian Reed. He is the running back coach, y'all, over there at West Ashley. You heard it. He's done a lot of running back things, and he's done it in big fashion. He did it at Army. 
Then he decided to do his final chapter in college at Bethune-Cookman, a university down in Daytona Beach, and it is an official love spot for Southern Sports Central. What I mean by that is that we go on the campus and they welcome us with open arms. We've done a few live shows down there. We will be back down there. This, again, is a season that they are going to just put life uh, in the athletic world on hold. That doesn't mean that they're going anywhere. That just means they're going to come back stronger and better, and they just want to make sure that their students and their athletes and those student athletes are playing in a very safe environment. I don't doubt anybody, nor do I look down upon anybody who's trying to put the kid's foot first in a safe spot. And, again, now, Coach, uh, you know, again, I just thought it was really neat. I knew what it stood for when I saw that last hashtag <laughs> and saw the logo beside it. I said, yep, this is my guy. So I went and made sure that I keyed up that. To me, you know, uh, that's one of the things that I do miss. And I saw that you guys at West Ashley did a good job bringing in the band. You had them down on the, the track, if I'm not mistaken. You had them socially distanced. we got to say that these days right now. But I think that's a huge part <laughs> of what Friday Night Lights are all about. That's what you and I know when you go to a Bethune-Cookman, when you go to South Carolina State, when you hear Benedict College in the mm-hmm. world. Now, they do have a pretty good Trump, uh, a pretty good horn section over there in that one breakdown that they do. Yeah. But those are the <laughs> moments that make Football so special, Coach, right? I mean, without the band yes, in the stands or at least down on the field, you know, it, it kind of feels like we're doing it, but it's almost like a glorified practice. Yeah, you got, you got to have something to get you a little, little amp. So I know in high school, uh, our band was was, was great. was great. Uh, like on the sideline, like during the breaks, whatever, we, everybody, we had some friends that called the toe walk. Everybody used to do the toe walk going into the fourth quarter. Everybody started dancing from the fans to the team to the coaches jumping up and down. It just brings it just brings everything together. It's like the glue between the fans and the players when the music and stuff is being played the right way. It's just it's just glorious to see. Without the band, I don't think the football is as big as it be. Oh, I agree with you 100. percent You know, it's not a not a running joke, but we've all known this. There's a lot of people that go for the band at halftime and then back to the parking lot. They watch it on their jumbotrons in their parking lot tailgate party so uh you know it is what it is they even do it so well they do a battle of the bands in atlanta so i mean it is a, a big yes, deal especially at the hbcus i know a smaller high school in florence wilson they are a huge huge uh smaller version of what you would see in hbcu and you don't have to go far here in charleston because you and i both know about burke man i tell you what coach or yep. i call him coach mcleod but mr mcleod man that dog can Oh, he's been doing it big over there at Burke for a long time, and that's I, I I love all the bands, but that's the best band in Charleston, hands down. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. You're right. I'm not even gonna argue against that. I've this one in my second year in Charleston, and that's all I've heard is Burke has the best band. <laughs> it does. It does. Now, Coach, before we get you out of here, first of all, thank you so much, and and let's continue to do this, whether it's this show or any of our shows here on the broadcast we'd love to have you part of our regular guest list here and make your family which as of right now your immediate family here on the show but uh again number one let coach rich over there know that you came on the show and say hey man how you gonna let me jump on before you jump on because that's been sunday mornings over uh you know we, we hang out at the same church on the on sunday morning so make sure you give him a hard time for me but um that being said coach how hard has it been for you to continue to get these running backs a little bit more exposure during this hard times and, and, and getting them recruited the way that they need to be. As you know firsthand, it, it takes all hands on deck being a former athlete at the college level. Uh, yes, sir. So all I'll do is, like, this social media stuff is great. 
Uh, Twitter, like I tell them, it can just take one tweet, tag the right people, everybody knows about you. But me playing out like the college level, um, like recording some Army, I'm still in contact with them. Everybody know I I consider that running back university. Um, so like I I coach running backs for a reason. So the first place I get in contact with is Army, and then the other coaches that when I was there that have branched off to other places. Uh, coach Bateman, who's now the defensive coordinator and linebacker coach at North Carolina. Um, you got some guys at UNLV. One of my one of the guys I played with, he's at UNLV now. So it's just like I say, like it's a family, it's a bond within the coaching society. Even though I'm still young in the game, I still have people that I can rely on um, to get uh, to get my guys out there. Um, and not taking anything from my guys, those guys are smart kids. Uh, they're on and off the field. They make it easier easier for me. All my running backs have above a three point um, three point oh GPA. Um, the SAT ACT scores will be uh, will be handled um, coming up. Um, and all of them have great size and fit at the college level. The only thing I told them when I first got here is, uh, I'm going to work hard for you, you work hard for me, you meet me halfway, and then we'll be able to get the job done. And those guys have did an exceptional job um, with doing that. Uh, I have a three-headed monster in the backfield. Uh, I consider myself, or I consider those guys the best running back tandem in the state. Um, so you guys can come watch it. You guys come check them out, Jaleel. Daquan Smith and Antoine Antw- 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 Chisholm. And guess what? All those guys are joining the class of 2022. Man, does he have a loaded, uh, I'd say a loaded house in the back uh, field over there at West Esch coming out next year as they'll wrap up the final game uh, tomorrow, excuse me, Friday night. I keep thinking it's Thursday, but Friday night as they hit the road, they'll hang it over to Stratford to play the Knights, and it should be one heck of a ball game. We'll be keeping an eye on you all social media, Coach. We'll get you back in here to follow up with us next week. Do you guys have an eighth game? I know that uh, the commissioner has allowed us to uh, for, for, for teams to get up that extra game if need be. Have you guys decided whether or not you're going to pick one up? Um, I'm, I'm, I will say we're, we're waiting to hear a couple of things. We're not going to speak too much uh, on that topic. That's more of a head coach to do that. Uh, but yeah, we're gotcha. still waiting to hear uh, things back um, on that title. But as soon as we know anything, uh, we'll let you guys know firsthand and let you know who we'll be facing. You got it, man. Hey, Coach Hines over there on the West Coast. I know you guys are connected through social media as well. He's the guy that does a lot of motivation. Said uh, you sound good on the air, and uh, he, he, he thanks you for the time to coming on Southern Sports Central. He's a big time contributor here on our show, and he just wanted you to know who's listening to you. And he just appreciates all that you do for our game. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. You got it, Coach. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. Thank your head coach, the athletic director, and all of you guys over there at West Ashley for letting us be a part of that West Ashley Wildcat loving over here on Southern Sports Central. Coach, have a good night. All right. Thank you. Go Wildcats. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Christian Reed. He is a former running back at Army and well, BCU. You guys ought to know that song very well because I play it all the time here, Bethune-Cookman University. You know, Miss Bethune, by the way, is a uh, – well, she's a South Carolina native, and uh, that means a lot to us too because, uh, again, another connection to a great and a great educating establishment down there in Daytona Beach, Florida, and athletes worldwide, if you're looking for somewhere to go, do not, and I mean underline in bold letters written in red, do not overlook every opportunity out there, be it the HBCUs, be it the NIAA, 
NAIA, be at the junior college as I bring Eugene back in, man. Great job getting that coach in here, getting, of course, um, you know, Jaleel in here, who I've had a chance to see uh, this past season. The kids got breakaway speed. But like you said, man, they have definitely got a, uh, a three-headed monster down in the backfield that are all going to be seniors next year. And, again, Coach Keeper is the guy who has gotten this program. He's one of the many 19, I think, new head coaches in the low country that had to come in. He actually came in from another area. So, unlike some coaches, he had no idea who was, when, where, or none of that. He had to locate, relocate to an entire different part of the South Carolina coast. And he's done it with COVID and everything else, Eugene. Uh, great show tonight, man. I, I hope, uh, again, you were able to kind of roll through. I know uh, Blog Talk had some technical difficulties for you, and that's always uh, – that's life, right? I mean, that's what we talk about with our kids all the time. Sometimes life throws you a curve, and you just got to uh, step fastball and uh, hold tight. Yeah, you know, it, it sometimes gets a little frustrating because, you know, I just want to put on the best product we can for, for, you know, whether it be an athlete or a coach or a special guest coming in. But, you know, it's things we can't control that's uh, above, I guess, our pay grade and whatnot, you know, and that's uh, the technical folks on the other end of it. But that's okay. We're not going to hold it against them. We're going to keep rolling and focus on positive. Uh, one of the best, you know, positive things tonight is uh, meeting a great young man and uh, having, the, you know, that conversations with him to, to hear about, you know, what he's about, his goals and what he did accomplish on the football field and got to uh, – talked to his coach we got to catch up with coach corn up at coastal you know it's very awesome you know i could told him when he can take time out of a game week you know they're 15th in the nation they've never been here before it's all new experience and they'll actually give us you know 30 35 minutes of uh game time so uh of you know week during a game week and uh you know congratulations to them for keeping the uh, ball rolling up there and, and to get that first time, you know, highest ranking ever, all they have to do is win. They have a big-time opponent coming in. Um, but, you know, they've already played some big-time opponents. So I, I hope and, and I do feel like they'll keep this thing running. Uh, you know, with uh, our other guests, you know, it's fun with uh, – always having fun with Big Ben out of Atlanta. And, you know, we talked about that the Coastal team while he was on there as well, some recruiting information. And, and of course, uh, Big Dave Shelton down the street uh, out there at uh, Corn's Crossroads always doing this thing for the Post and Courier. You know, it's just – it's been great. So I'm going to focus on the positive. We had great conversation. Uh, you know, all that technical stuff, we'll, we'll get it ironed out or, or, you know, they're well on their end. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, we're just going to say, hey, you know, for all those people that might be going through something, we're, we're going just on a positive night. We're going to tell you to stay blessed and stay healthy. And we love you and uh, keep up with us and keep following us and uh, reach out if you need anything, and we'll see what we can do to help. No doubt about it. I do want to thank all of our listeners, all of our guests, and all of our supporters, guys. This is what Southern Sports Central was all about the day that I ever imagined that God would give me a platform, an opportunity, and a voice with that platform to do some things around, around not only the community that I live in, but any of those communities that listen in to what we do. We do thank all the coaches, and it has been a record night of great coaches coming in here as uh, we've had a college coach, we've had a high school coach. You know, we uh, we checked in with a uh, 24-7, a 24-7 Beat writer who covers uh, some college stuff. We actually had one of the best gurus in the business of Friday Night Lights. That is, of course, uh, Mr. David Shelton. He joined us here, and I just want to say to all of them, thank you. And to all of us, thank you guys for what you do to promote us. Find us on Southern Sports Central Facebook at SO Sports Central on 
Twitter. Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, the South Carolina High School Blitz will be back. Miss V joins you. Don't miss it. On behalf of us, to you, stay safe, stay distanced, and stay blessed, guys. Here's a little Bethune-Cookman to send you off into the night.